What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to a special live edition of the Smack Talk podcast presented by SmarkOutMoment.com. This is the WWE WrestleMania 32 pay-per-view post-show. We're going to be recapping our thoughts on the event and giving our opinions about what just transpired from the pre-show to the main show. That's why this is the post-show. It makes perfect sense, right? But before we get started, let me introduce you to the panel that's going to be talking tonight. I am your host, Tony Mango. You can tell my throat's a little bit sore. Hopefully I don't lose my voice throughout this whole thing. But uh, joining me on the call, just in case I do, and to give their opinions as well, we've got Kalen Ferris. What's happening, everybody? Drew White. Howdy. Steven Wago. Yo, yo, yo. And Mike Payton. <laughs> and R2-D2. No extra beeps. <laughs> But that's not all. We always have you guys in the live chat on Mixler. We got a lot of people in the chat right now. Angie Pie, Crichton, Caleb's uh, in there. We got Carl with a, an exclamation mark and a period. Very punctual guy. Kenneth Cade's already in the chat. Peter Piccinini's in there. Ben Guest, Wazili, and five others who I can't really tell who they are because it just says elsewhere. But make sure you guys are on the right Mixler.com slash Radio. That's where you're going to find us and be able to chat along with everybody here. We're going to read out some of the things that stand out throughout the chat if anything comes to our attention. Just uh, get your opinions on this as well. And we're going to dig right into this with the pre-show. Uh, our kickoff had three different matches and some other little things mixed in around there. Our first match of the night was the United States Championship. Callisto successfully defends his title against Ryback. And we were all talking before about how we were interested in the idea of Ryback just squashing the shit out of Callisto. It didn't come to pass. Callisto, little guy, ends up coming out on top with a little bit of an assist from an exposed turnbuckle. And um, you know what? This is going to kind of be like a blah way to start it off, but... Went down kind of how I was expecting it, but I was just blah. I, I didn't really love it, didn't really hate it. Can't really complain, but I can't really talk about anything great that happened. Let's see what you guys have to say. Drew, I'm going to start off with you. What did you think about the U.S. title match? I sarcastically halfway through the match told my friends and my girlfriend that if Rayback loses, I was going to turn off the pay-per-view and everyone could leave. And then as soon as he lost, I turned off the pay-per-view and everyone left. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding, but... You know, I, I kind of agree with you. It, it went down exactly the way I thought it would. Every part of me was like, oh, my God, if I, if the big guy could just win this one fucking match and not go down like every other David versus Goliath match ever at WrestleMania, that would be just nice. But I didn't get that. I get a little fucking pesk, a, a spick with Kalisto ruining my night. But otherwise, the match is all right. It told the exact story that I thought it would, and, you know, they did a few cool things. Ryback looked like a big guy for the most part, so I I enjoyed it, even though I hate the outcome. You apparently really hate it. Damn, Drew. <laughs> I hate, yeah, I, I hate Yeah, your choice said. of words here is a little... <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Wago, what did you think about this whole thing? Wow. Um, so, as soon as I realized this was the opening match... I just facepalmed him like, oh no. Because the babyface always wins the opener. Right. And I was like, as soon as it started, I'm like, I just want to fast forward. I know who's going to win. Because uh, I was watching it on a delay at the time. And it was what it was. Uh, apparently the WWE had a meeting where they wanted to tell all the talents, even if you're on the pre-show, try your best because it's all one show and you're still considered a part of WrestleMania. And there's only about half the audience for it, too, so it was pretty quiet, too. So yeah. nothing, it, 
it had everything going against it. Uh, this match should have been Ryback's to win. He should have looked dominant, and then they could have done something with him in the new year because, uh, well, post-Mania season, because he's way more talented, or at least has way more upside than Callisto does right now. Do you think that they put this match on the card knowing well in advance that Callisto was going to win just to try to justify Callisto as the champ? Like, have him beat a quote-unquote big guy who can take the loss and nobody's really going to bitch and complain? If they've been building Roy back up just to drop to... just to be beaten by Callisto and do the whole small man beating the bigger man thing, then okay, but you better actually commit to Callisto this time. Wait a minute, Tony. Are you implying that they booked WrestleMania one month in advance? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that one month for some matches, and I think practically a day for some other ones. (laughs) But Peyton, what did you think about the outcome of this and the match itself? You know, did it end up doing better than you were expecting? Well, the match itself wasn't bad. These two guys went out there and they did the best they could. And I think Wago made the most important point of this, and that is that these guys had no energy from the crowd for this. This was people were walking in, finding their seats. Most people were hitting up the merch or concession stands, getting Mm -hmm. their hopefully better hot dogs than they were at fucking MetLife Stadium. Well, anything would probably be better than that. (laughs) Uh, But... In the end, the, the the winner of being Kalisto just really threw me off. And it seemed like he was the odds-on favorite, so I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. But just how they treated Kalisto, I just didn't expect it. And I, I said when we did our predictions, this is fine. Kalisto can win this. They can do the David versus Goliath with the typical little man winning. But they better do something with Kalisto afterwards. And the fucking thing is, the thing, you guys think people are pissed off now. You wait. Tomorrow night on Raw, Ooh. Ryback is going to squash him in 30 seconds like we said he should have did tonight. Dude, I, I'm expecting the same thing. I'm not, I'm not only expecting that. I'm expecting one or two other title changes tomorrow night. Could happen. Um, I know. I, I'm guessing, I can guess which other title change you're thinking of, too. I, I know. I'll leave it to You'll be able to, to guess it, I'm sure. Uh, actually, you know, there's three potential title changes that could happen tomorrow night, but we're going to get to that in a bit. Kalen, what did you think of Callisto and Ryback? I actually didn't see this match. I read over the oh, recap of it. it. Dude. <laughs> this is the one. Okay, the one match that I missed. Oh, you're uh, a date But in the ass. like, like, Dang. like a lot of you. I know, right? Shut up. A lot of you guys. I predicted Ryback to kind of squash him, but as as Wago said, when I found out Callisto, or when I found out this was the first match, obviously the babyface is going to win. So had I known that, I probably would have predicted Callisto, but. Uh, I asked Drew, you know, is this one worth, because I was watching on a little bit of a delay at that point, I asked Drew if this one is worth going back and watching, and Drew says, well, it was about as good as you can get for those guys, so I might go back and watch it tomorrow, but I, no, not really, it was one of those things where, like we were discussing ahead of time, you know, how long is this match going to go, it should have been about a two minute match, and I looked it up, and it was about, just about nine minutes, and uh, for a pre-show match, I guess that's good, but I don't know, what, that's about all I have to say for it. You know what? If they end up having this title change tomorrow night, I don't know if that's going to really take out the sting because it was no, annoying. He seeing well, already. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's already just... taken out. All right, yeah. Everyone wanted to jump on that joke. Yeah, you? I walked right into yeah. that joke, didn't I? It was just <laughs> terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I look at this kind of like this was an opportunity to make Ryback. I don't know. Not like seem like a, a great big deal because. 
he's just beating Callisto, but shit, this guy really keeps getting crapped on, and I was really hoping that this would have been the start of something. And of course, it isn't, so if they really want to build him up for anything against Roman Reigns in the future, or Dean Ambrose in the future, or any like top main eventer, he's got to stop losing these matches. Exactly. I was hoping this was going to lead to something with Ryback, but I mean, possibly tomorrow, like you were saying, possibly tomorrow on Raw, we'll see some sort of shift in the tides there. But I mean, if they're just building him up to be somebody for Callisto to topple, I mean, it seems kind of a waste. Ryback is a talented guy. We got uh, Brian the Brain popping up in the chat. Awesome Piano Man as well. What's up, guys? Um, make sure you guys leave your comments about what you thought happened here. Oh, no, Awesome Piano Man says poor Ryback there. And uh, I guess that's about it um, for that start of the match. Uh, or start of the night, not start of the match. Next match that ended up happening on the pre-show was Team Bad and Blonde against Total Divas. And Team Total Divas come out with the win. They have a big spotlight with... Brie Bella, it seems more than likely that she's retiring. There were a lot of rumors that that was the case, and now that they gave her this little, like, you know, put her up on our shoulders, and she wins for everybody, Nikki Bella comes out, still in the neck brace, and, uh, you know, it was a good, feel-good moment, and actually, match wasn't all that bad, I think. Like, I gotta give some of them credit. Lana and Eva Marie, the two people that most people would have been like, oh, if anybody's gonna really fuck this up, it's gonna be those two. They kept them at a minimum. They really didn't do all that much, but what they did was fine. Lana looked great in that uh, purple outfit. Like, oh, yeah. know, I gotta, I gotta take back some of the things I said about Lana in the past. And uh, you know, they they had this theme going tonight of this real rebirth of the women's division in a lot of different ways. We have a new women's championship that they unveiled after this match ended up concluding. Looks exactly the same as the world title, except it's got the red background and it's a smaller white title. First, before we get into the match, I want to ask you guys about that. What do you think about the design of the belt? Anybody hate it? Anybody love it? I love it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it. It's way better than that butterfly piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's very hard to make a worse belt than that D, that Divas championship. See, so It's better by comparison, but I'm just not a big fan of the color scheme. If they yeah. had chosen red or at least a more obnox- less obnoxious red, I would have been fine with it. I think that it's cool that it resembles the WWE championship because on some level, they're kind of res- it's kind of respected more if it shares that same image, but... I'm just thinking they could have gone with a better color scheme, but maybe it's one of those things that will just grow on me. I kind of was hoping... See see it around some people's waists. See, I I don't like the red. That's really throwing me off, and I think if they would have gone with, like, a a deep purple, it might have looked really good. Like, that could have popped really well with the gold and the white, you know? I think they should have just put a kitten on it. (laughs) Well, I mean, the kitten might have been, like, their second design. I don't know. I I think a ladybug would have been better. (laughs) That it's the ladies' division instead of the divas' division. Uh, Wazili says, women's title looks like a bloody tampon. So much irony. Oh, God, I don't want to be thinking of that. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Eva Marie all over Oh, Maybe that's why they they made it red. Eva Marie's going to get like a a fabulous mool of rain with it. All All red red everything. Everything. Uh. (laughs) She got heat tonight in that match. I thought that was pretty funny. She, you know, milked it for as much as she could, but... Like I said, I thought that the women did a good job with this match. Overall, I was pretty impressed and, you know, ended up giving it a thumbs up in the grand scheme of things. What did you think, Peyton? Were you uh, positive, negative? The match? Yeah. Oh, the match was awesome. 
match absolutely kicked ass. The only thing that ticked me off was the result. And and this seems to be a running thing with this. Um, this one especially, though, because I, I get it. Charlotte's the heel. She's the, she's supposed to be the new dirtiest player in the game. But when you're really trying to kick off that there's this new era for women and you're giving them this fancy new belt that's equating them to being able to hold their own as, as equal to the men, to have that woman win that match with the help of a man really kind of demeans it. Uh. You're totally talking about a different match. Yeah, you're talking about the wrong women's match, dude. I thought I glossed over for a second. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're skipping like How two, three hours into the event. <laughs> well, you were talking about the belt. Yeah, they unveiled the unveiled the belt after the uh, tag match in the pre-show. Uh, dude, I'm fucking doing back end stuff for the show here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when it comes to the t- uh, the Divas title match, we'll ask you what you thought about the pre-show match, and we'll bounce. Okay, that out. works. Uh, Kalen, your thoughts on the t- uh, Divas tag match? I did not have high hopes for this one going into it, and it actually surprised me. I was very entertained more than I thought I would be. They had Paige doing a lot of the work uh, for the Total Diva side. I thought that was smart because of them, you know, I think she's probably one of the most talented. Uh, you know, Brie was in there doing her yes kicks and everything and, you know, got a big pop for that. It was cool seeing Lana in the ring. Overall, you know, I, I was not as down on this as I thought I would be, you know, when they came out and they did their entrances, I kind of like, you know, did the sigh. All right, here we go. I'm going to have to suffer through this, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, gave them more time than I thought they would gave them low, oh, just over 11 minutes. It looks like. So yeah, good for them. Wago, your thoughts on the tag match. Oh man, it was great how I didn't watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, what were you doing in the meantime? Were you uh, starting the food already? No, it wasn't actually that. I, Worked until 6.15, so I was a little behind and had to do some catching up. And when you're looking at what parts of an event you can skip, you normally go to the shitty T- Divas tag match. I wish I'd picked the right back in Callisto match. Isn't that a shame? Yeah, I never <laughs> thought I'd hear myself say that, but um, hats off to the women. It sounds like they did a good job. I should just blow smoke up my ass. Yeah, well, I might be doing that, but uh, Drew, what did you think? Were you on board with us that it was actually a pretty good match? Yeah, I, I had, I had high hopes for this match just because usually for WrestleMania the women tend to kind of step it up a little bit, and they really did. The only complaint I really had was that Lana and Brie didn't get much interaction in in the match. It happened every once in a while, but it wasn't a whole lot. I thought it it would have made sense if, if Brie made Lana tap out at the end, but other than that, I. Thumbs up. I really have nothing to complain about. I thought, I th- for one second, Natalia was about to just w- win the spot of the night with like a triple power bomb off the with the top turnbuckle. <laughs> but they fucked that up. But if that would have happened, I would have just you know best WrestleMania of all time. Oh my god! But no, a- a thumbs up in my opinion. One thing that I thought was funny, I pointed it out a little bit later on. Uh, Paige did her jump off the turnbuckle, and of course everybody's making a big deal about it. And I was just kind of like. You know, if anybody did this in, like, one of the men's matches, people wouldn't even think twice about it, but the fact that it's one of the women's matches, everybody's just like, oh, my God, it's amazing and stuff. And, you know, and later on we ended up having, like, a bunch of different spots that were, like, so much above it, and it just kind of, you know, puts things into perspective. But, you know, for a women's match, you go into it a lot of the time expecting utter crap and just not really to be, like, on par with anything. But, like Wego said, I mean, if you watched the uh, Callisto match, and then you watched this one. It was a step up from the Callisto match, so 
credit to those uh, 10 women that go out there yeah. and put on a good job. The only reason I was looking forward to this match a couple weeks ago was just so I could see Lana in some kind of wrestling attire. So I'm glad they exceeded that expectation of making this more enjoyable because that really was the only thing I was looking forward to for this match. And Wazili brought up a good point in the chat. Didn't they stick a Total Divas ad in the middle of the match? They did that, didn't they? Yeah, but that's I mean, to be expected. I mean, the whole match yeah, was... Yeah, but I, I uh, don't... Like, that's understandable if it's on a television. Like, I hate it when they interrupt a match yeah, on television well, anyway, but when you on your fucking network, really? Well, the Total Divas match was a Total Divas commercial in itself, mm-hmm. but they also interrupted the Ryback-Kalisto match with a match for WrestleMania. <laughs> Just in yeah. case, you know, only we're tuning in to see Ryback and Kalisto. Just so you know, there's there's more matches <laughs> happening tonight. You know, and another thing that I was really confused about before the match, they were making it sound like we had to go to the USA Network to watch this match. I was really fucking confused for a solid two minutes at one point. Oh, there's no way that they would ever do anything if they were, it's not on the network. Was this Sounds the like only a traumatic two minutes, Drew? I hope you survived it. I, I know. I was like, ah, oh, shit. I might have to miss the one thing I was looking forward to. He's like, Ryback lost, and now I gotta go to USA to watch this Divas match? Oh my god, worst WrestleMania ever. I bet the the USA Network wouldn't have messed up as much as my network was tonight. Well, we had some issues over at Daces, yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of issues tonight, too. A lot of stalling, a lot of pixelation. Well, Uh, there was a whole section where we missed, like, a couple minutes and ended up lagging behind everybody. I'm so glad during the Undertaker match, it froze, and when I uh, turned it back on, Shane was up in the midair in a chokeslam, and I'm like, woo! (laughs) <laughs> I actually I I didn't have a single issue with the network tonight, so sucks to be you nerds. That's what happens when you get my ten thousand years ahead of internet speed. <laughs> yeah, you're actually checking out WrestleMania forty two. Uh yeah. I I don't want to spoil that and you guys might be a little disappointed, so I'm gonna keep that to myself for now. Roman Reigns wins. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Somehow Roman Reigns and John Cena win the title. Uh, the final match on the pre-show was the Usos versus the Dudley Boys, and I'm going to repeat something I said ahead of time. Didn't end up feeling like a WrestleMania match to me. Ended up feeling like it could have been a pre-show to Payback or Extreme Rules or anything like that. Like, just nothing really that great. It was like, it felt like it was like a three-minute match. Like, nothing really special, and the best part of the whole thing was at the end with the uh, the tables, which was just kind of, like, blah a little bit. Like, I wasn't too high on this match. I think that this was probably my least favorite of the three uh, pre-show matches. Kalen, did you get a chance to check that out, or were you still behind? No, I I, I saw everything else on the show. I'm going to ask you for all the other matches. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> the Usos versus Dudleys, I like this match. It was really, really short, and like you said, it didn't have the grandeur of WrestleMania. It felt like it could have been on any show. It could have been a, a Raw match, in my opinion. And as far as the table, you know, it kind of the way it ended, it was predictable. I figured the Usos would go over. But as far as the tables match or the table spot after the match, I liked how the crowd, as soon as the Dudley started going for the tables, the crowd popped. And as soon as everybody realized that it was going to be the switcheroo, the crowd turned on it. They didn't want to see the Usos do the table spot. They want to see the Dudleys do it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But overall, you know, decent, very short, though, only about five minutes. Uh, Wago, what do you think about Usos and Dudleys? I liked all the parts where Bubba Ray was talking. That was great. <laughs> yeah, this is what I did to your father. Yeah, I punched him in the face. I'm just like, Bubba, you're great. <laughs> Keep doing that. This is hilarious. Um, well, he was one of the best parts of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> hey, hey, you're no, not no, only no, supposed you're... to say testify. 
Bubba's just been on point recently, even on Raw, when so he was good. just fucking talking shit. So yeah, more Bubba Ray Dudley. As far as this match goes, very underwhelming. I expected a lot more because I'm a big Dudley Boys fan, and as much as I hate the Usos and as bland as they've become, they're a really good team in the ring. So, should have been given more time. Probably should have been given eight of the minutes that Ryback and Callisto got to this match and had a real good tag team match because I don't think we had any real of a tag wrestling on the card, did we? Uh, we well, we had the New Day match. Yeah, but I mean like a tag team match, just a fucking... Like a standard tag, tag team, though. Yeah. There's a certain psychology that you get with a tag match that you don't get with one of those matches, so... It's a shame. It should have been on the main card and it should have got more time. Uh, very underwhelming performance. Kind of glad that the fans turned on the Usos because I'm hoping WWE will eventually get the message and realize we're over them. Now, Peyton, uh, Usos and Dudley Boys, you were saying before that like not all the matches really need to be the biggest thing ever and all that stuff, which I agree with, but I think that you and I kind of had differing opinions about this going into it. Do you think this ended up being something that you look back at the full WrestleMania card and you go, yeah, you know, that actually was uh, like a good addition to the card or, I mean, uh, should it have been a little bit better, maybe amped up with an actual tables match stipulation, something of the sort? I don't think a stipulation would have, because it would have just been rushed either way. If that was what was going to happen with this match, I I think the stipulation only would have made people more disappointed. So I, I think they were fine as they were. It got these guys out there. It's it's a shame the crowd turned on the Usos as much as they did, mm. because that's really what leaves the most disappointing feeling about this whole thing, is that it just fell flat with the crowd. So perhaps maybe they should have called it audible and had the Dudleys still follow through with that. They, they they made a lot of weird little decisions like that, but as opposed to a lot of the other matches, this match wasn't very good, and maybe they, these guys just didn't feel. I feel like they probably got cut, like they probably were due more time. But everything else just ran a little bit longer with the pre-show. Like the entire first hour of the pre-show had nothing. It really didn't. Like <laughs> Lead is yakking on about whatever. Booker's just making nonsense. The best part Booker did throughout the entire thing was he got all pissed at the shucky ducky quack quack that <laughs> pop up. <laughs> where's where's my, my duck? Where's my duck? Oh, there it is. All right, now I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Have they always done that? They've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for quite a while. Uh, I've never noticed that. Out of the but- blue, one random show it was like <laughs> like Money in the Bank last year or something like that, it just popped up, and I'm like, "Whoa, what the fuck is this?" You're having a graphic. And that then... has that has literally been the best part of the pre-show for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, you I, know I, what? Speaking of the pre-show panel, I'm not digging Lita being a part of it. I didn't quite understand why she was a part of it. Well, um, for the whole women's division change. Yeah, but Trish Stratus was really the I, face of it, even when Lita was there. I'll tell you, I don't so much mind Lita being there, but I really just don't like the whole Renee Lita BFFs thing they have going on while they're there. It's like they can't concentrate on being professionals. So you're saying Lita should turn heel and put her for the fucking table? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Speaking of putting through the table, everybody noticed that when Bubba was put on it, it was practically bending too much already. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Bubba is deceptively big. Yeah. That is a big fucking dude. I think he weighs 300 plus pounds. And he's still smaller than what he originally was in WWE. Which is like, damn, dude. How big were you back then? Uh, Drew, you didn't say your piece on this, right? Well, I could give you a piece, but uh, not much of a piece anyways. But I will say that it was okay. Definitely was not amazing. I will say that I was screwing people 
people were heading into my house uh, exactly when this started, so I didn't get to see much of it, and sounds like I didn't miss too much as well, so I'm not too upset. If you were screaming at people, I wouldn't want to come over your house and watch either. <laughs> that is true. Right back, Lost, damn it, I'm shutting this off. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Cade saying, Renee, always looking smoking hot, totally agree. Uh, no surprises there. Julie we... says, uh, he lays that gut in the velvet sky, it's sad, really. <laughs> <laughs> No, Renee had the deep, deep V tonight. Not just deep, like deep. <laughs> deep. <laughs> Renee with the deep V. Uh, somebody makes a sound bite out of that one. Thank you. Thank you later on. Uh, the first match of the actual main show, the four hour parts of the show. The Intercontinental Championship ladder match. Last year, the ladder match was the first match of the show, too, wasn't it? Yep. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bringing it out in four hours, it's a five-hour show. <laughs> that was just kind of a surprise. Oh, uh, everyone's jumping on it now. Yeah, now everybody's a little bit lagging behind. It's five hours, Tony, five hours. Somebody's going to go with six hours. <laughs> One-upping each other. Uh, Kevin Owens ends up dropping the title, but surprisingly not to the person that most people were expecting. And... I wish we could have seen this coming ahead of time because if we would have had Dace's reaction to Zack Ryder winning the fucking title, <laughs> he jumped up like a little kid. He was so ecstatic the whole rest of the night. Didn't matter what else happened. He was just like, I, I, Zack Ryder won. I don't care. The rest of the show could be garbage. I still love this WrestleMania. But Zack Ryder winning the fucking title did not see that happening whatsoever. Very shocked. And you know what? I was hoping for Zami Zayn. I was hoping that Ziggler could have gotten the chance. I would have been cool with Owens. Would have been cool with Miz. Stardust, I was like, eh, you know, Sin Cara, of course he wasn't going to win or whatever. But I do like Zack Ryder, and I'm really curious where they're going to go from here. So I'm on board with Zack Ryder being the champion, man. I don't know about everybody else, but Kelly, let's start off with you. Were you still cooking food, or did you miss the match? <laughs> Um, no, I, I saw this match in its entirety as I saw the rest of the card, except for the opening match. As I saw uh-huh, sure. Oh, so this is the opening match. Okay. You see the match. Damn it. Yes. Anyways, Zack Ryder, uh, got the title. I was fucking shocked. Uh, you know, I know he was put in there last minute. People were saying he was put in there as a replacement for Neville originally. So I thought, well, there's no, you know, they just need somebody else to fill that spot. And Zack Ryder's just going to be, you know, just another jabroni taking some falls and doing some spots. I also thought it was going to come down to Sami Zayn. But then I had another thought that it was going to, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were going to kind of take each other out. And The Miz was going to go up there. And that's actually what it looked like at one point. And I'm like, yep, I called it. That's exactly what's going to happen. And then fucking Zack Ryder out of nowhere. That was very shocking way to start the main show. I don't know about you guys, but I would not have picked him in my top four picks. Shocking is one word you can use. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other word that you would use, Wego? Bullshit. <laughs> not even that. <sighs> Let's ask Mauro Ranello. It is utterly unbelievable. I cannot <laughs> believe what I am seeing. There is nothing that surprises me more in this entire universe. <laughs> I guess horrifying comes to mind. <laughs> Come on, Zack Ryder. Oh, despicable. Like, eh, he would book such a horrible ending to a match. It is pretty disgusting. In, in any fucking universe <laughs> when Zack Ryder, and not just Zack Ryder, but Zack Ryder with that mangy-ass beard, winning the <laughs> Intercontinental Championship. 
He looks Zach, like he's been homeless the last couple of years. Zack Ryder is the one of the biggest overachievers in WWE, and there's a reason they've not put him on television. He sucks. He can't cut a promo without sounding like a douchebag, and not the good type of douchebag that generates heat. The kind which is just really awkward. It, he looks like he's trying to do a promo. So now I was I'm gonna sit through him talking about how he relived his, how he got his dream <laughs> moment and he won the title. I can't wait till Kevin Owens fucking smashes him on Raw. So uh, I, I can't wait in a few <laughs> weeks when uh, we do the fantasy draft. If he still holds that title, I really, I'm really interested to see who picks him or if he gets picked at all. Because that's gonna be so fucking weird. See, I was okay at Zack Ryder winning the title this way in a in a multi man ladder match. Had Zack Ryder defeated Kevin Owens one on one. I would have called bullshit on that. But doing it this way didn't seem as cheap. Well, we alluded to this earlier. How likely is it that he's going to get his ass whooped tomorrow and drop the belt? 100%. Yeah, 100%. No one, I hope, I hope Who do you think it's going to be? Styles clash. I'm thinking it's just going to be Kevin Owens. Nope. Nope. Or who do you go with? Baron Corbin. Baron fucking Corbin. That's yeah. You know, that. yeah, man, that could be a possibility. I'm uh, reading a couple things from the chat here. Solomon Doom says, My theory, Zack Ryder has recently been diagnosed with cancer, and this was his make-a-wish. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Is, uh, he also says, Zack's dad pretending appeared to be Artie, the strongest man in the world. You know, Shout out to uh, I, Pete and Pete. I haven't heard that sound clip used like, since You're the Man Now, Doc. <laughs> I, I'm really upset because... On websites, apparently we can now bet on wrestling events. I think the odds for Zack Ryder to win was like 80 to 1. one. Like 80 to 1, which is... If I had a bet on this WrestleMania, I'd be fucking broke. No, they they were that until the day of. And then randomly, like the day of, they shot up, which was really fucking weird. Yeah, someone posted in the group about it, and I was like, what? And then on the pre-show, they were talking about it, and they went to Lita. And Lita, like... She got this really funny look on her face when she was like, I think everybody wants it, but I think Zack Ryder wants it just a little bit more. When oh, she said dude. that, I got this like sinking feeling in my stomach. I was like, no, no <laughs> fucking way. Does anybody want to defend <laughs> this decision? I will to an extent. I will to a, a very, very extent. Like the way I look at this, Zack Ryder, he – had a lot going for him back with that U.S. title reign, and that yeah, it got fucked up. Years ago. Yeah, that's the biggest issue with the whole thing is they dropped the ball, and he hasn't been doing shit for a long time. But you know what? If this is the thing that turns it around, and they actually end up using him pretty well, I still think that he's an entertaining guy. Listen, I'll I'll defend Zach because it the crowd popped for it. The crowd was happy with it. I mean, at least they weren't fucking booing the man out of the I building. I think they and popped also, because of the surprise. Because yeah. afterwards, if you listen, it turned to booze. Let's no, let's let's look at facts on this. Okay, it was a surprise for the sake of a surprise. It gave those people who have been these longtime Zach Ryder marks what they fucking wanted, so they can fucking shut up now. And they'll probably keep watching forever because oh, they finally gave Zach Ryder a chance. Oh, this is fantastic. Um, they transitioned it to someone so that they could have it lose it to who they really want, which I think it'll be Baron Corbin, or maybe it'll just be back to Kevin Owens. Who knows? But this isn't long-term. This isn't really going to be anything that affects them in the, in the long run. It's just for a moment. Well, Ryder fans might have got what they want, but I want what I want. And I want Zack <laughs> Ryder to get rolled off in a wheelchair off the stage again. Well, well that, 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 that might happen tomorrow night, man. Styles to win. Yeah, that's fucking true. Would you rather have AJ Styles win or AJ Styles do? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> That's a tough call, isn't it? 
Yeah, it sucks. At least, like, Dace gets to live his bizarre dreams of Zack Ryder <laughs> winning something. I'll never get Curry Man in the WWE. I don't know, man. More and more people are coming in. It, he doesn't even not... use the gimmick anymore. This is a hard one to pull off. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get inducted as Curry Man. Part of the Legacy Award. Well, I know that Peter's happy. He was uh, pulling for Zack Ryder from the very start, and pretty much nobody was giving him credit for that, and he ends and, up getting that correct. In 50 years, when the Hall of Fame is still a thing, can Zack Ryder go in? Who knows, man? Well, who knows? Just, who knows, man? <laughs> uh, anybody have any other things they want to say about this match? Oh, you know what? Actually, before we move on to that, I want to just bring out, um, uh, toss it out for anybody who wants to tag in for it. Anybody have, like, a favorite spot of this whole match? Because my favorite one out of the whole thing had to be that one uh, move that Sami Zayn did. I can't remember exactly what move it was, but he, he slammed Kevin Owens, his head, right through the, the ladder. And that was just like, oh, fuck. That looked really painful. I know which spot you're talking about. I, yeah, I, I cringed. Yeah, that was, uh, we were joking the whole time. We were like, as soon as Ryder won and, you know, they're moving to the next segment, we're like, I bet you uh, Kevin Owens is still in the ring, just kind of like, you know, just wrestle around me. <laughs> so I'm going to stay here for a little while. What do you guys think about the spot with Sami Zayn holding the ladder around his head and then just like swinging it and everybody just kept walking into it and getting knocked I, down? I Stardust don't know. Did Stardust did it too. Oh, Stardust did that? Stardust yeah, with, with the fucking... uh, polka dot. Yeah. Oh, shit. That may be, yeah, maybe I'm confusing it. Uh, but I thought that was, like, ridiculous. Like, Fake us all walking. People, people keep walking into it. Like, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. Are you sure you watch this match? Because you're, you're starting no, to... No, I was, I was kind of making food. I just, you know... See, you go. There you go. Making more food. <laughs> Missing all the matches. The same shit. We can week out with you, Caitlin. Week in, week out. What food was it, at the very least? Uh, I made... Chicken curry. It was a Thai curry. It's always chicken, yes. Curry man, just for Wago. Thai Thai is like the worst type of curry. It's like watery duck shit. (laughs) (laughs) Any other favorite spots you guys had? You know what? Actually, what did you guys think of the uh, Sin Cara spot? It looked like he kind of botched that a little bit. It's not even he botched it. No one caught him. (laughs) He had two spots. He went for a ladder and he jumped outside. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the one where uh, I think it was Kevin Owens tilted the ladder and it looked like he didn't quite jump, more, more so fell. I don't know. Stardust was on top of the ladder, he fell through him. I don't know if any of you feel this way, but are you just very indifferent when Sin Cara does anything, even when it's cool? Uh, a little bit. It's, I don't even blame Kuniko, it's just a fucking match. It feels kind of lame cheering for Sin Cara. Like, it's, it's, he's kind of like a baby's wrestler, you know? <laughs> baby's wrestler? <laughs> He came out looking like a like a moth, like Arthur from The Tick. Oh man! <laughs> it's like he came out it's like he's like, oh, I just flew into Texas. Boy, are my wings tired? <laughs> I just flew into Texas, and damn it, my leg hurts. Would you guys like better this year's ladder match or last year's Mania ladder match? If it had a different ending, it would have been this year. So, like, anybody in that match was a better person than fucking Zack Ryder. The Miz, I, I would have popped for that. Um, especially in that gold outfit. Dude was looking sweet tonight. I, a part of me was really hoping Stardust would win, just because I actually really like Stardust, and I, I still hope that they do something with him. And shit. They, he he did the tribute with, for Dusty Rhodes, even though everyone could have saw that coming from a mile away. It's just... It was just a cool thing that they could have done. It's like, oh man, the year that Cody has been on, and now he wins the IC title. But they totally did not do that. Still hoping he just goes to back to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you're um, white past Stardust. 
But yeah, um, it's going to be really curious to find out what happens tomorrow night because I'm going with the idea that Kevin Owens will win that title back. Uh, Peyton brought it up about Baron Corbin. We got a lot of different possibilities here. And is anybody actually just expecting Zack Ryder to have like a decent reign with it? Or are we all going with him losing it real quick? <laughs> Double Yoda. I don't know. Yoda. I would Yoda. be I would be very surprised if he has it a month from now. Can we I don't know, if Zack Ryder could just get the ass kicked out of him and then he just has a roll up each week and that would be pretty fucking funny. I don't know if he holds it any longer, I'm just gonna go to an event and spit at him. <laughs> You're gonna be like uh top of the arena. No and then I'll go find spitting. his fans and sell two of them and spit on them too. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Cade brings up, maybe he loses it to Cena and starts up the open challenge with the IC title this time. I don't think Cena's going to be the guy knocking him out. But you never know, stranger things have happened. Uh, Dane thrown at the idea that uh, Kevin Owens graduated to the world title scene now and he's going to win Money in the Bank. I'm still thinking he's winning Money in the Bank for sure. But again, stranger things, you never know. Um... Let's move on, though. Next match of the night. This, I have to say, was probably, if not my biggest disappointment, then definitely my second biggest disappointment. That was AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. This was the same basic match that we've seen three times before, and it wasn't even, like, the good ending to it. It was just Jericho won. What, now we're going to have, like, a fifth match? (laughs) I have a lot of complaints about this match, mainly because it, it, it began so slow. This is definitely not the best match that these two have had. And, and it's such a damn shame. It's either Jericho is just not at that good of a wrestler anymore, or we just have really high expectations for just these two to go out and have a really good match because really this was a disappointment. It wasn't until the end when they were doing false finishes that I really got into it. It seemed that Prior to this, their matches that they had got progressively better each time, and I think this one did not fit that trend. I didn't think this was the best match they've ever had. Plus, you were cooking chicken at the time, so you didn't see it. That as well, yes. Silent Wood of Doom is throwing it out there. He says, uh, is it just me, or did everything in this match seem slowed down or not feeling like it hit hard? Kenneth Cade saying the match didn't hold my attention too well. Uh, ben Guest, fuck Jericho, that's all I have to say for this. Yeah, you know, Brian the Brain, <laughs> yeah. I almost fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, the issue with this match was they did the same thing they did in the main event where the heel was dominant and did the slow-paced thing, which they shouldn't have done. They should have just had these two go out and have a kick-ass wrestling match. That's not quite an accurate representation of why the main event sucked, but we'll get into it when we get into it. Well, uh, Wago, I know that you were rooting for Styles here. Are you disappointed that this turned out the way that it did, or was it still good enough? So, all my fanboyness aside, I'm ultra styles, Mark, but he shouldn't have lost. He's, uh, this was his first mania. Jericho's a part time guy that, to be quite honest, isn't even that over anymore. Um, I wouldn't go that far. He's what saggy, was the last he's saggy skinned. He's just kind of disgusting looking. He's going for his midlife crisis and fucking loses, and AJ Styles loses to him. This is a guy you brought in. From New Japan, had to pay decent money for. You might as well invest in him. Eh, fucking dumb decision, shitty match. I mean, yeah, I just don't get the finish. Like, how does this Jericho victory benefit either of the guys? I don't get how it's how it's progressing the storyline for either of them. I mean, Jericho doesn't need it. AJ Styles needed it. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
So Austin Piano Man brought up a point that uh, Jericho kicked out of the Styles Clash, and I noticed in our chat a lot of people bringing it up. You know he's done it before. You know, it wouldn't have bugged me as much if AJ would have won with the Calf Crusher afterward. Like, it's okay at WrestleMania to kick out of the different finishers in a little bit, so I wasn't really, like, blinking and, you know, just kind of like, what? Oh my god, he kicked out of that. It was just like, oh, cool, false finish. He'll win with the Calf Crusher. And then it was like, Codebreaker win. What? What? Like, <laughs> that was the end of that? What the fuck? I'm still trying to remember the last time Jericho has won a WrestleMania match. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. it shouldn't have been tonight. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, if anything, that's the thing I'm disappointed the most in. It, it just made no sense for Chris Jericho to win this match. I, I mean, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time, but fuck. You're gonna, uh, someone has brought it up just a second ago in the chat. You're going to have Fandango win over Chris Jericho at WrestleMania in his debut match. But you can't put over AJ Styles, someone who they have it's... invested a lot in, by bringing up all the accolades he's done outside of the WWE and really just like bringing him in as like this big star coming in and have him lose in his debut match at WrestleMania. Not to like a main eventer, a guy who hasn't won a WrestleMania match in a long time. That just makes no sense. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Chris Jericho is a main eventer. He always will be. Uh, I don't know. He, when's the last time he's been in the main event? He's a novelty act. At this uh, point. He's somebody who, if, if he won the world title, nobody would really be like... Now, yeah. Uh, yes, shocked. I'd be against it. I wouldn't be against it, but I'd, I'd be scratching their head is there, and be like, is there nobody else... In this company, like, they could have put that title on. I'd buy it I, if there was a brand split. That's about it. Yeah, that ain't happening. But <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit. <laughs> that's too. true. <clears throat> but I just don't think that this was the right move. And I said it before, and I'm going to repeat it again when we get to the next match. I don't like it when we get these WrestleManias where we've seen the matches multiple times and there's nothing extra to it. And if Styles would have won and the match would have been better quality, then I would have, like, forgiven it more. But... This match was just, there's nothing that I can really say positive about it. And not, that's not to say that this was a horrible match. I mean, there's been better ones, but this wasn't like some put it on my list of the worst of the year or anything like that. It was just like, if they wouldn't have had these matches beforehand, I think that this wouldn't have had as much built up hype that it didn't live up to. Wigmeister reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. What the fuck was with the ending? It was like Jericho pushed the referee out, saved him, and in the meantime, last second, need stars in the face. Does anybody remember if Robinson was the ref? Not sure. Because that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> it was just like... So I think Jericho bested every one of Styles' finishes tonight. Springboard 450 kicked out of that. AJ Styles, uh, the Styles Clash kicked out of that. Phenomenal forearm caught him in a fucking code breaker. Jericho's the fucking man. Parent fucking Lee. Solomon Adum says, what annoyed me is the fact that because of you jerks, I can no longer hear AJ's name without thinking, AJ Styles is... <laughs> to be fair, you're the only one that said it tonight, but since we're doing it... AJ Styles. AJ Styles. AJ Alright, well, I had two points I eventually wanted to bring up. <laughs> that reminds me of one of them. Go for uh, it. That reminds you? Well, well, yeah, it does, because one of them is, just a few short months ago, we were up late one night watching Wrestle Kingdom. And we watched a really, really kick-ass match between AJ Styles, as he was known at the time. Not even a joke, that's what he was known as at the time. Yeah. I hope that's uh, on Wikipedia, is like oh listed God. names he's had. 
Well, oh, someone go and edit that and <laughs> screenshot it and send it to um, us. You might have to go edit that if it isn't. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that on the uh, Spark My Words this week. I'm going to volunteer Tony for that. Um, <laughs> but we watched that kick-ass match, and here we are, WrestleMania weekend, and we watched Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn have like a, a match of the century. <laughs> and now we watch AJ Styles on a WrestleMania stage. How awesome is that? It so is cool it, in theory. As much as the ending of this is kind of lame, you can always hold solace in that. AJ Styles is here at WWE. He just wrestled at WrestleMania. Does anybody put any stock into the idea? And I know that people are saying it, and I know that people are going to say it for the longest time now, too, that Styles lost because he's not a WWE guy through and through. Very part possible. Of me, part of me thinks they wanted to humble him. Very much possible. I'm, I'm I like, considered it. Especially yeah. because they rushed him to the main roster. Yeah, kind of like one of those tests to be like, you know what? You're going to get that WrestleMania match, sure. But you lose. Let's see how you react to it. Next year you'll win. That's kind of what I thought they did with Sting last year, too. Yeah, look how that worked out for Sting. He retired. So mm-hmm. hopefully AJ doesn't do the same thing. Well, shit, well, if we get AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins later on in this year and he ends up getting a fucking neck injury, then we know <laughs> never to follow this pattern again. Or um, So so I had one other thing I had to, I had to bring up with... Uh, regards to AJ Styles and, and this match specifically. And I think one thing that made it very tough for me, at least to get into this match, I don't think this was a bad match. I thought these guys had a really good match. The, the ending was odd, but I had a hard time getting into the match as a whole because I was so soured by that damn Zack Ryder win. Mm-hmm. It really took me to like near the end of this match to really like get over that. Oh, it took me a while to get over that. There was actually points just all throughout the event where I just looked at Jono and went, fucking Zack Ryder. <laughs> It's called suspension of disbelief, guys. Come on. As soon as he won that title, I posted in the chat, guys, I think wrestling's fake. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was riding Dace's high, so I was excited for this AJ Styles match, but that slow pace, it just kind of it started killing it. And I noticed about midway through that a lot of us were just kind of talking to our, uh, each other instead of paying as much attention that we should. Like, other matches in the card, we were glued to the screen. And that's when it was kind of like, let's talk about how Zack Ryder won. So it was like, you're not really holding our attention. And this could have been the best match of the night. So that was disappointing. And, um, you know, going into this, I was thinking a lot of these matches could kind of be like just meh to halfway decent or maybe on the shitty side. But at least this one will be a good match, even if I'm not too excited about it. Ended up being, without a doubt, one of my least favorite of the night. And that's just, that's a shame. You know what? I think that Zack Ryder actually affected this way more than I thought it did. <laughs> hmm. Fuck Zack Ryder. I'm going to be like in jiu-jitsu tomorrow and just randomly fuck say Zack fucking Ryder and they're going to look at me weird. Well, uh, the way, the thing that followed this was an interview with Zack Ryder. Uh, oh. Ray Menounos. He talked about how he had a picture with Razor Ramon holding his belt. Now he's going to get a picture with Razor of him holding his belt. And whatever. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Hope he sticks uh, his toothpick in his fucking eye. But Maria Menounos with that Shane McMahon shirt, that was a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. That. Uh, that took us into the New Day versus the League of Nations. And I'll mention one thing that's a positive before I get into my couple of negatives. I liked the Big Bootio cereal. I don't know. It was oh, stupid. Was Their entrance was fantastic. It was so funny, too. I, I, I promise you, if I get a box of the the bootios, I'm totally throwing away the t-shirt just so I can have the box. 
Why would you throw away the t-shirt? I wish because I could get a bunch of bootios with actual bootios in it. Yeah. Hey, why aren't they shaped like little butts? I don't know. I hope it comes with a... They're, they're with made a, out of butts. I hope... Yeah, but it could be two O's that are, like, linked together to make, like, a little butt. You're overthinking this. Dude, all I care about is that I hope that my Rusev kicking cereal comes in the box as well. I need a gift of that. That was pretty sweet. And also, Rusev looks a yeah, lot somebody better. Said... Okay. <laughs> Rusev um, <laughs> looks a lot better in trunks than he does in shorts. Uh, he should definitely keep that wardrobe change. Now, somebody I thought it was funny in the chat, they're like, yeah, Rusev last year comes out riding on a freaking tank. This year, he's kicking a piece of cereal. As he comes out. <laughs> hey, that was me. I just want you to know that. Okay, there you go. I think Sh- shout out to you. Thanks, because I'm pretty fucking funny. So here's where I'm starting to get into the negatives. I said before, they watched. Uh, I watched this match and all the variations of this match they had before. No interest whatsoever in watching it again. I thought it was dumb that they took the tag titles away. Now they took away Wade Barrett too. So it was just three on three. So it was just like this. Like the more time that goes by, they downgrade this match over and over. If this would have been like towards the end of the card, we probably would have had another person taken out of the match, or like uh, the Budio cereals would have they gone stale or something. I don't know, but. I just was not into this whatsoever, really. Like, I, I really thought at the beginning of this was fun with the New Day. And the stuff that followed it, which we'll get into in a minute, I thought that that was great. But the match? Completely forgettable. I don't remember, like, a damn thing that happened in it. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, something that I could be like, hey, Tony, there was this cool spot, but... Yeah, all the cool shit happened after. Right? Like, this is just like... Uh, oh, wait, I got happened? one. Del Rio, uh, he did a spot with Kofi. That stump thing he does, he did it on the apron to the outside. It was pretty brutal. Oh, when he killed Kofi, yeah. Yeah, he should kill Kofi more often. <laughs> I'd like him more. He's got a couple extra lives, right? I don't give a fuck. Super Saiyan? I don't know what, how Dragon Ball works. Apparently. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dumb show. Yeah, Batman. He's the one that fucking grows yeah. the bat wings, right? Can we yeah. really? Can we really just actually? Skip? Sometimes he does. <laughs> can we? Fucking Christ! And <laughs> all seriousness, can we just skip to the aftermatch where it got really fucking cool? Well, before we do that, let's just see if anybody does have anything to say about it. I know that I don't really have anything to say other than <laughs> sucked. But what about you guys? Did anybody really enjoy this match? Or does anything stand out to them as anything really shitty? Boring and forgettable. Sucks that it followed the AJ Styles match too, right? It sucked that it came after that awesome new to entrance. <laughs> so let's talk about that follow-up segment. Eric <laughs> gets on the microphone, starts talking about how great they are. There's no three people that could beat them. Shawn Michaels' music hits, and he's got his ring gear on, and it's like, what? I Don't thought he was me. making a comeback for a second. And I, oh, Shawn's such Started a getting the vapors. I'm like, oh my god, is he going to fucking wrestle again? This is amazing. Mick Foley's music plays, and I love Mick Foley, so it's like, yes, this is fucking great. Stone Cold Steve Austin's music plays, and it's like, oh, shit, this is fucking amazing. They take out the League of Nations, they celebrate a little bit with the New Day, and just to cap it all off, Xavier Woods gets a stutter, because why not? <laughs> I wish they I wish they just kicked the shit out of the entire New Day and took the ring. See, I thought that this was amazing, and you know that Xavier Woods is like a big Stone Cold mark, 
So he had to be just like on cloud nine for this. He probably whole nominated <laughs> himself to get stunned. Oh, guaranteed. Oh yeah. He did. I bet for there was sure. a backstage scuffle with the New Day to decide who gets the stunner. The Rochambeau. Yeah, probably. I will. I will say though, it was amazing. I I really enjoyed whatever this thing. And the best part was as soon as Xavier gets the stunner, the New Day just starts like, "Oh no, Xavier, no!" Can we talk about Rusev's uh, sell up the stunner? Oh, so yes. good. That, that was the best I've seen a stunner sold because let's face it, the rocks was just silly. But Me, that was what? awesome. That that's like on par with like the uh, the Scott Hall. It's supposed to the most random people have the best sells of the stunner. Like <laughs> right? it's not like his greatest rivals like Rock or Vince. It's like Santino Morella and Rusev. <laughs> like who's ever talked about Rusev's selling ability? <laughs> See, Tony Rusev isn't as useless after all. Yeah, he does, does a great stunner. If they could have him just do that all the well, time. Well, he doesn't do amazing. a great stunner. He does a great sell of a stunner, A great Tony. sell of a stunner, yeah. Yeah, I thought oh. that was funny that, like, basically the same exact time, six of us in the chat were like, wow, look how he sold that stunner. Like, <laughs> we weren't, you know, really any other big spots or anything in the match in the whole show where we talk about, look how he sold that. But that one thing everybody jumped on. And how good did these guys look? I mean, Mick Foley was moving pretty good for somebody who's had a lot of issues, and Michaels looking in great shape. Austin moving around pretty good. Like, I know Foley looked blown up after that. Yeah, but he's looked so much worse before. He said he dropped fifty something pounds, and it looks like it's helping. Yeah, he only looked half dead this time. He was fully dead to the time before. <laughs> But this was one of my highlights of the whole pay-per-view. I thought that this was fantastic. And you knew that one of the, at least one of the New Day members was getting a stunner. Mm-hmm. So it was like you're just waiting in anticipation. And you could see that, like, Big E's kind of dancing with, uh, with Mick Foley a little bit. And Kofi's there with Shawn Michaels. And you're like, oh, my God, Xavier's totally getting this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it was kind I of telegraphed, but it was great when it happened. Shawn Michaels looked in such good shape. It was ridiculous. He could return mm. to the ring tomorrow. All the people that were watching this pay-per-view, we were all sitting there going, dude, can Michaels just, like, fucking come back and win everything? Like, this dude looks better than 90% of the roster. He looked better than when he left, because he was looking kind of beat up. Mm. Um, he looked so much better. He looks healthier again. Sean, Sean, cave in, come back. Yeah, come on. You you can't do the Daniel Bryan match that everybody wanted, but you could do so. Come many on, more being a being a Christian's boring. Admit it. You <laughs> want to come back and wrestle. Being this goody two shoes. You want to do drugs. Come on, <laughs> do it. Fuck your wife. Well, not in the literal sense. Fuck other women. Yeah, fuck other women. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> come on, fucking one woman all the time's got to get boring, right? <laughs> like he's the one. I, I wish Sean would find drugs again. Life would be so much better. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on this whole segment? Try to read out what we got in the chat here. Everybody's saying pretty much the same thing of just like how great this was. And uh, Brian the Brain throwing out there HBK versus AJ. I'm down for it if that would ever happen. <laughs> ben Guest just won the opening. HBK versus anybody would be great. That's true. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, next match on the card was our no holds barred street fight. Brock Lesnar defeated Dean Ambrose. Disappointed that Dean Ambrose didn't win here. Gotta say. And you know what? I'm disappointed that the match wasn't a little bit more brutal. Like, there were parts in this where I was kind of hoping that something a little bit crazier would happen, but pretty much, like, the spot of the night was the F5 on the chairs, and eh, it's fine, but 
it's WrestleMania, and Dean Ambrose was licking a goddamn barbed wire bat. Like, go crazier, you know? Even Silent Night of Doom's bringing it up, and there wasn't even any blood, from what I can remember. I still enjoyed it, but, you know, I was really hoping that this would have been, like, the match of the night, and you know, I don't think that it was. Uh, Wego, your thoughts on Street of Fights? If you build a feud around Dean Ambrose evening the odds with a basket of weapons, and not just weapons, a fucking chainsaw, just to have no violence for the most part. I mean, you got a few cane shots. You got a shitty Death 5 chair bomb. I didn't even <laughs> like that spot that much. Let's not just... gloss over how you just said a few cane shots. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Continue. I kind of skipped that joke. Um, But yeah, it was just very, very underwhelming. And maybe my expectations were too high, but I expected more than that. Why even introduce Bob Wire if it's not going to happen? Don't ever advertise advertise a weapon if you're not going to use it. I mean, hardcore Bob Wire. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like. Like, I don't the make... chainsaw, you can understand why they don't use the chainsaw. Yeah, they could have done something innovative with that, though, even if it was just a clever avoid of it, but... Shit, was it you, or was it... I know it was one of us brought up the idea, why doesn't he just cut through one of the commentary tables, and it's like, well, you had more than enough. You had, like, 20 fucking commentary tables tonight. Portuguese, Italian, uh... What, we had the, the Japanese crew, the German crew... Fucking Brazil was there. The fuck? Like, he could have cut one of them open. That would have been fine, you know? But the barbed wire bat, like, that could have been used for something, and it ended up being just chairs and uh, kendo sticks, and I, I hate the kendo stick being the only thing that they fucking use anymore. It didn't even need to be... Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, we need to see one of those huge, ultra, ultra-violent matches. It didn't even need to be that. It just needed to be more. Don't get excited! But the right guy won, at least. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but one loss a year is too much for Brock Lesnar. So, yeah, he needed to win in and win in decisive fashion. <laughs> Callum in the chat says, do you think they specifically told Jericho to stay away from the Brazilian announce table? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Callum. Great, like, yeah, your flag laws don't exist here, bitch. <laughs> and for Awesome Piano Man is wondering, don't get excited, that's uh, Star Wars. Yeah, a little indie flick, you might have heard of it. <laughs> you know, it, it's made a couple of bucks over the years. It's a cult classic. <laughs> yeah. Let me put on my glasses to say you might not have heard of it. Uh, Kalen, your thoughts on uh, the street fight? Did this end up being good enough, or did it just not match up to the violent level that it should have been? I thought this one had the best buildup of just about any match on the card. You know, you have Paul Heyman, you have Brock Lesnar, you have Dean Ambrose... It's a street fight. Like, all the elements were there. This is one of the ones I was looking forward to the most. And, unfortunately, it didn't deliver on the same level that I thought it would. You know, kind of like you guys, I I thought it kind of fell flat. You know, I didn't need to see blood. I didn't need to see any huge spots. But it needed more than what it brought. Uh, One one thing that I I noticed, how many did he take? Like, 13 or 14 German suplexes or something? I thought, you know, 13, okay. You know, that was cool. I like, you know, I like the F5 onto the chairs. Do you think, though, the one, I was wondering if that one spot was botched where he goes to give him the German, and it looks like he was trying to do it onto the chairs, but he threw him over the chairs, and Lesnar hit his back on the pile of chairs. Do you think that was on purpose? I think that was a botch. I think he's just way too strong. 
That's what I was thinking. I didn't know if if he actually meant to do that. And it was like, oh, Ambrose outsmarted him. But no, I think he just fucked up and threw him too far. And... Yeah, he looked really small crumpled in the corner. <laughs> Peyton, was the right person the winner? No. No, 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 no. no I mean, should have been Ambrose, right? Rib? It should have totally been Ambrose. Like, Brock Lesnar can always rehab himself quite easily. He could just go out there and slaughter somebody. Dean Ambrose is the kind of guy that's been building momentum and an, an organic momentum. You know, he's that guy that everyone says, oh, you want someone to get over organically. This is the guy that that's been happening with. But, I mean, who knows? Because, you know, we, we thought the same thing with Brock before. Maybe they have big things planned for Brock. Maybe Brock is... Oh, God, maybe he's going to be Roman's next opponent. Oh, that'd be mm. pretty cool if he wins. So. I'd be fine with him being Roman's opponent. Worked out pretty well last time. Yeah, and also, you know, he could easily win that title, and I wouldn't complain. So we were talking with the AJ Styles thing that maybe Vince made Styles lose to humble him, and Solomon Doom says uh, it really brings the fans down and almost makes it feel like Vince is making him lose so that people will stop liking him more. No, I think I, Brock Lesnar is just a badass and I don't think many people are going to complain that Brock Lesnar won a match. Can I point out something? Silent Window Doom wanted to use the argument that the weapons gave Brock the perfect excuse to lose, but at the same time, Brock Lesnar has that access to those weapons too. The only thing scarier than Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar wielding a fucking chainsaw. Which is a damn shame he didn't, like, tear off Dean's I'm just saying, like, in any scenario where the weapons were available, they're available to him too, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben Guest uh, says he didn't even use the weapons. I don't remember him using anything but a kendo stick and maybe a chair. Exactly. Uh, Brock Lesnar doesn't need that. He can decimate just about anybody with his bare hands. So having the weapons added definitely evened it up. Yes, Brock Lesnar could use the weapons potentially as well. But as you saw, like when he was had the kendo stick, he just broke him over his knee and threw him away. He's like, I don't need this stuff to kick your ass. So yeah. I, I think, I think that. In the end, Ambrose should have gone over because I he needs it more. You know, Brock Lesnar is is a beast. He's going to dominate no matter what. Ambrose has the the build behind him, and I'm disappointed, but it makes sense. I'm gonna look at this kind of like Lesnar is a guy who can win any match, and I'm not going to call bullshit because he's credible enough that he can beat anybody at any time, except I still think it's kind of stupid that he beat Taker, but that's just mostly because I'm a Taker fan. But him winning this match is not like, what? He beat fucking Ambrose? That's ridiculous. But when you look at all of the losses that Dean Ambrose has stacked up over the two years or so, this dude needs a win. Like, he gets these matches, like uh, the one against Triple H at Roadblock, and everybody just knew. It was like, He's not winning this fucking title. And he comes second place, runner-up, basically, of the Royal Rumble, but didn't get the win there. He had all those matches with Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins, and I don't know. It's like, I think that this one match, Lesnar could have lost it, and it wouldn't have hurt him at all. And it could have maybe undone so much of the damage that has happened to Dean Ambrose lately. Tony, here's the thing. If Ambrose would have won the title at Roadblock, then we wouldn't have gotten that badass Triple H entrance. So I'm calling bullshit right away. Uh, he should have won the match at Roadblock. I'm interested in what you think, Drew, because I remember when he wrestled Punk, he said it was an unbelievable match and it took you out of it. So well, by those standards, you can't defend Dean Ambrose winning, right? 
No, I can't. Well, the thing is with the punk match, I only call bullshit because he was gonna win the match up until Paul Heyman hits him with a chair, which which allowed Brock Lesnar to win. That was the only thing I really shit on with the match. My main complaint about this match was it felt really fucking short, and this was built as like a three car like three match main event type of thing, and they went over by an hour pretty much. So, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't have been upset if Dean Ambrose won. If they did something really, really crazy where they do this incredible spot that just totally, like, just kills Brock Lesnar and Dean picked up the win, then I wouldn't complain. But it's it's really hard to book someone like Dean to beat Brock Lesnar. And since they didn't do anything really, like, crazy in this Extreme Rules street fight type of thing then he was fucked from the very beginning. And that's what I really hate the most out of this. If if this match would have been in like a no contest or just, you know, they do something so just crazy where they both just, you know, can't continue, then I, I, I wouldn't have complained about that. I think that might have been the best ending that they could have possibly done. I just think it's really hard to book Dean to beat uh, Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> where do you guys think uh, Dean Ambrose is going to go for the future? We're obviously more than likely going to find out tomorrow night because they're going to have to start some kind of a different feud. I doubt that they're going to have a rematch of payback, but I mean, Ambrose is going to be somewhere in the main event, but I doubt he's going to fight somebody like a Roman Reigns. And I doubt that, excuse me, that uh, he's going to be winning whatever his next match is, no matter what, because the guy always fucking loses. So it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he just gets relegated back to being just Roman's friend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that'll be the worst if they just go, well, yeah, you lost. Uh, nice try there, Dean. Now let's have you fight, I don't know, Stardust. At some point, one of these two have to like turn on each other. I know in the past we talked about how these two would just could just easily be friends no matter what, and it doesn't matter. But a, a feud of one of these guys turning on each other makes a good story. And it's something that they, they build up for so long now that it could they could easily do it. It would be incredible. Well, I'm going to be pissed if the whole Ambrose loses because we don't want him to cheer because that's Roman Reigns' the spot. Let's get to a point where, holy crap, they're not going to stop. Let's turn Ambrose heel. I'm going to be pissed if that happens because you don't take a guy who's that over with the crowd and turn him heel like that. Just going to be a mistake if they do it. And the thing is, we're going to complain about Ambrose losing this match and possibly losing a lot of matches in the future but at the same time we're going to cheer a lot of other stuff and a lot of people eventually will be called up and then I won't have much to complain about because there's other amazing people on the roster as well so yeah it kind of sucks that Dean is in this weird spot but there's a lot of awesome shit happening too so I'm not going to be too upset about it well I know one thing that you're going to complain about because the next match was the women's championship. Same shit, week in and week out, Tony. And uh, how do you think that Charlotte looked tonight? Hey, hey Tony, be, I'm sorry. Before we move on to the women's title match, you're skipping a very important segment we had backstage. Uh, what segment was that? This actually? was uh, Ric Flair and Zack Ryder. They were comparing woos. <laughs> yeah, uh, Charlotte's not herself without that Snickers bar. That was terrible. Uh, Sorry, I just wanted to add that. Okay. <laughs> I really thought that it was going to be Zack Ryder wooing, and then when he was handed the Snickers, it was going to turn into Nia Jax. Well, then, it, it, see, I knew it wasn't Nia Jax because he just took a bite of the Snickers. He didn't just, like, inhale it. <laughs> you know, it was, he knew it wasn't Nia Jax because they actually unwrapped the Snickers. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was only one bar instead of, like, a whole set of king size. Just. <laughs> <laughs> 
Even worse, it's not like those giant snicker bags you get at Halloween where you pass out like the mini snickers. Yeah, she's a monster. Rest in peace, this joke, because Drew killed it. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. You're welcome. So, can I talk so, about Charlotte now? Uh, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. One thing that we started making fun of right off the bat was Charlotte has this robe that I think that they said it was actually Ric Flair's WrestleMania 24 robe. Yeah, I, you totally could tell it was the same one. It was That's a pretty nice touch. Yeah, like that looked, you know, really like stepping it up. She's got pyro. They're giving like her a really like good camera angle. Sasha Banks has Snoop Dogg and whoever the hell the other person was wearing one of the New Day track suits. And Becky had steam. And yeah, and <laughs> Becky, poor Becky, man. She had nothing special going on, and it was just kind of like, oh, Becky, <laughs> Becky. So Becky. well, she so had a hat. So she, so, but she threw it at the stage and it stood there for the rest of the two oh entrances. Yes, exactly. Some stagehands need to be fired. The thing just sat there. It was like, I, I just kept seeing it through Snoop Dogg's whole performance. I was like, all right, well, maybe they didn't have time to get it. But they had more than enough time while Sasha was posing in the ring. Yeah, the way before Charlotte came out. But yeah, that was nope. awkward as well. That, 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 the only thing that would have made this better if no one got the hat throughout the rest of the night, <laughs> that would have been the only way it could have got better. If the hat would have, like, made some kind of a play into the uh, end of the match. Like, throw a distraction, somebody throws the hat. (laughs) I will say, I mean, she's always been the one out of the three that has been taken care of the least amount. So, that doesn't surprise me at all that she didn't get anything too special. Dane was making a joke throughout the night about her mascara running. He's like, oh, man, she looks like her boyfriend just dumped her. (laughs) Just like, I loved him. Why did he leave me? But... Charlotte ends up retaining the title here. Mostly everybody was going with Sasha Banks and started getting to that point in the match where a lot of people were going, ah, man, Charlotte's winning this. And that change of that title, that seemed to be like the biggest indicator of it all. But Sasha didn't look bad. Becky didn't look bad either. She was the one who tapped out. But Sasha getting pulled back from Ric Flair to kind of like make it seem like she's got every right in the world to challenge for the title again. I think this is actually a decent uh, way to go about it. And actually, the match itself, very good match. Really surprised about that. Um, I actually think it was better than the Asuka-Bailey match. And some are probably going to disagree about that, but, you know, differing opinions doesn't matter. Um, One thing I I was really like, ooh, shit, was that Sasha Banks uh, spot where she jumped over the rope. I thought she was, like, dead for a second. She came so close to landing on her head, Undertaker style. It was like, oh, shit. But I liked it uh, pretty much start to finish. Thought that this was a great segment overall, and Ric Flair didn't get in the way all that much for to make this, like, annoying or anything like that. He didn't bleed either, which was kind of a surprise. And I'm interested to see where they go going forward. But, uh, Payton, what do you think about the Women's Championship? Where, actually, I should say the... Uh, Divas tag match from the beginning of the night. Complete surprise at how good this was. My gosh, like completely surprised. And this was the match that I thought had absolutely no purpose being in the card, or at best, it was just a trot out to be a shameless promotion for their stupid reality show. <laughs> but man, these women went out there. You want to talk about like showing that we're having a women's revolution? Well, they went out there and tore the house down. I see what you did. Oh my gosh. Lana looks so good. I know. 
Dude, oh, she, she was super hot fire tonight. <laughs> Actually had me going there for a moment. <laughs> we said that we would call back to this later. Yeah. You forgot already? Fuck me, like, dude, that this show tonight burned me the fuck out. And it wasn't because it wasn't necessarily a bad show. It was the <laughs> amount of fucking hours of wrestling. Well, Wigo, what did you think about the Divas title match? Or now the women's title match? I think it was the best match on the card. Overall full best match. Yep. Um, you know I, what? It's going to be hard to kind of argue against it. I think it had the best storytelling out of any other match. I think it had the best moment coming out of any match, like crowning a new women's champion. Um, Peyton kept singing this match's praises and saying, this is going to be one of those matches which are the most important. And I kind of shrugged it off because I really didn't see it. But fair play to him. He's right. He called it. Um this, the, the girls shine tonight, and honestly, they talk about main eventing WrestleMania one day, and I still think it's never going to happen, but shit, this deserved it a lot more than a lot of matches on tonight. We had Pyro to finish this off, too. Mm-hmm. That was surprising. I mean, I know that they were making this a big deal, and they should, because obviously if they really want people to take this seriously as being on par, they need to treat it the same way. But when they did that pyro, it was just like, is this the fucking main of the event of the whole show? <laughs> the end of the night? See you later, everybody. Fuck the rest of the matches. <laughs> uh, Kalen, how was that chicken at this point? Uh, I was done finishing with my chicken at this point. But as far as the match goes, fantastic match. I, I was excited about this one. I had posted in the chat that I hope they let them put a takeover level match, takeover quality match on this card. And I think they brought it. You know, we've seen these women wrestle before we know they can bring it and they totally did this time and also i'm super excited because that butterfly belt and the whole divas championship is gone away and now we have the women's championship it looks more legit and respectable and this is going to be one of those matches one of those nights where in the timeline of women's wrestling this this was important tonight this was actually very important in the whole grand scheme of things as far as women's wrestling goes so we we are going to be able to look back on this in many years and go, oh, I remember that turning point. That was then. The match told a great story. All three of them played their roles perfectly. I could have done without Ric Flair being there at all, but I understand he played his part too at the end there. And But uh, overall, I would also say that this probably is my match of the night, you know, and I was not expecting it to be just looking at the card ahead of time. Um I did like some of the other matches a lot too, but this one, it'd be hard to argue against it being the match of the night. And as long as they can keep bringing this level, I am very, very optimistic about the women's division. And actually speaking on that note, if the next women's title match is not on par with this one, don't be surprised. Oh no, this was was mania. Yeah. It's a WrestleMania thing. And so many people I'm looking, you know, crystal ball for the future payback or even monday night raw people are going to be like that match was so great and oh here we go shitty matches it doesn't have to be on par but it better be fucking good yeah they need to still have good they do not have if they don't have a good match then they're gonna undo a lot of what they did tonight and uh, people can say well you can't expect that all the time yes i can it happens in an nxt yeah that's true uh I've just uh, lost who said it. There's a couple of people were bringing it up in the chat. Um, that moonsault. Such a good moonsault, man. It was was a beauty. 
Uh, You're going to give Charlotte credit for something that's beautiful. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I have a few things to say about this match still, but, uh, you know, get back to me when you need to. Well, go for it, Drew. Go uh, say whatever you got in your, in your mind. Well, first off, uh, fantastic match. Thumbs up. Really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, the people with me were really hoping that Charlotte would have a uh, wardrobe mount function because there's a number of times where she kept on pulling up her top. Yeah, so that's true. it was possible at any moment, and a lot of people were looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, the match was amazing, and uh, you know, I, I've been I've been hard on Charlotte in the past, but she's yeah, I would have said the complete opposite based off of how you keep talking about her. Oh, I know she's just perfect <laughs> in so many ways, and I'm I'm shitty about one thing, and that's uh, you couldn't fucking get Trish out here, the most decorated woman's champion who's still alive. Come on. Fucking Lita, get the fuck out of here. I'm pissed off. That's a little that. unfair to Lita. Lita's very instrumental part. Uh, yeah, but Trish, yeah, and Trish just more. maybe doesn't want to be there. I mean, they got to work with who's in their company. And by the Trish way, probably it's something else she wanted to do. I don't think Trish would have been half of who she was if she didn't have Lita. Takes two to tango. Yeah, but Trish was a more important one of the two. You know what, though? What really bugged me? Lita introduces this title, and then they play her theme. And God, I hate that theme. It's just kind of like, this is the new women's championship. It's going to be a new era in women's wrestling. It's like, oh, God, shut it the fuck up. <laughs> Why can't the goddamn speakers just blow out right now? <laughs> Terrible. Fucking awful theme. So uh, this is another title that I think will be put on the line tomorrow night. And yep. very likely, I think we'll see change. And uh, for the record, the other title, I mentioned there, there were three I thought could change hands. <laughs> the other one was the tag titles. I think League of Nations could win it tomorrow night. I don't really think as much as... I think the Zack Ryder thing, that's a guarantee. Mm -hmm. He's dropping that belt tomorrow. And there's a real, real good chance that Sasha Banks wins the belt tomorrow night, too. What about Kalisto losing? Oh, there's Kalisto, yeah, too. Damn it, like, all these titles could change. But you know what? More than likely, I think that Sasha Banks isn't winning it until either Payback or Extreme Rules. See, I don't think it's Sasha Banks. Who do you think is going to take it instead? Bailey. Uh, no. Huh. Oh shit! I could... that, that... <laughs> what the hell, what? guys? I completely Eva somebody Marie. stabbed Peyton right now. Oh no! no. <laughs> you you think Eva Marie for sure? Really? Like I think there's not very... not kidding about I it. I think there's a very good chance. Oh, that'd be incredible. I, I can tell that it pains you to say this. <laughs> I joked in the middle of this women's championship match that I was like, dude, how pissed would this crowd be if Eva Marie popped up and won this? But if you're actually thinking there's a chance. Um, I think I, it would set the entire division back 10 years. It totally would, but you know what? Just to hear the reaction, I'd be down for it. You know it. what, man? Eva Marie went out there and she did a damn good Hurricane Rana. She did a few good clotheslines. She did a few hey, that's, hey, she can do a hurricane runner. That's better than what Sita could do. <laughs> Shit, Sincara could barely do those right half the time. We're at a uh, one thousand thirty-two hearts. Is that the record? It's close. I think we had like thirteen hundred. Was the uh, was the record before? Come on, guys, let's break the shit. <laughs> if we're not doing it at WrestleMania, then when the hell else were we gonna do it, right? Um, but yeah, lots of positive stuff for the women's championship match. You don't really hear that all that often, so drink it in while you can. Uh, you don't know how to talk to the women. Oh, look, they did a good job, and we fucking praise them. Fuck yeah. you. But you know what? <laughs> the next time that we say that a match wasn't uh, a 10 out of 10, people will be like, oh, you fucking hate every woman that ever existed on the face of the earth. 
That's uh, the impression of everybody who sucks balls. Um, Hell in a Cell match was next, and I was a little shocked that this came on. I thought this was going to close the the night, but you know what? The placement, I think, overall was pretty good, and uh, it followed a good match, but it was in a way that like they could do something different and not just follow it up with something that could have been like, man, that Divas match or that women's match was good, and oh, man, here we go with that U.S. title match or anything, you know? But we got Shane versus The Undertaker, and I'm going to say that this is a, a back and forth. There there were some good, good moments in this, and some other things that were like, ugh, if it ends up being more of that than the other stuff, then this is going to suck. Like My biggest uh, downside, that sharpshooter, that was awkward as fuck. That was sloppy. Yeah, Undertaker sitting there going, ah, ah, and it's like, dude, he's not doing anything. It also was just kind of out of place. Yeah. Like, we were thinking of how this match was going to play. I was like, well, this isn't going to be a Matt Wrestling Classic. And then they fucking pull out, like, the most technical wrestling move in modern wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) But let's just talk about the the big thing here that everybody's going to be talking about for years and years and years to come. This is a highlight reel that we're never going to see the end of. Hold on, Tony. Are you talking about that time Shane McMahon broke the Hell's Gate? Oh, of course. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, it was either going to be that or that one left punch that he threw. Uh, what about the right one? Was it not as good? Yeah, I mean, well, how it was all right. Snoop Dogg <laughs> escorting out Sasha Banks, but not Shane McMahon being escorted out by three children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had so many jokes about, like, oh, that's not even his kids. He's just so Reggie Paydexter. Uh, he hired kids. No, to no, come that to the was ring. three kids make a wish, dude. Come on. And we got to see Linda. I was still holding out a little bit of hope that maybe there could have been a spot where, like, Vince McMahon was holding him hostage during that or something. You really want to fucking get the oh, control of the company? Oh, that would have been cool as hell. Shit, Wouldn't it sh- have been awesome? In fact, there was a big lack of Vince McMahon in this match. Totally didn't make appearance, and I'm really surprised about that. I normally but... hate overbooked bullshit, but if there was a time where you should have had overbooked bullshit, it was this match. You know, speaking of that, we were talking about how this was going to have the most ridiculous ending and it was going to be just like wacky shit from all angles. Didn't the, the most normal finish to a match for an undertaker match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what sucks the most is that there was a confirmed, um, Pete gas sighting in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that does that. suck. I mean, I would never want him to be in Texas. <laughs> at <that> time. And <laughs> Wazili like... brings up a, a good point in the chat too, that I agree I, he said, I knew Shane was losing when this match didn't go on last. Mm, yeah. yeah, you know what? That actually kind of sealed the deal a little bit. But let's talk about that big move. I mean, we had the coast to coast, which was cool. And we had Shane getting busted through the cage, which was cool. But once he got busted through that cage, it was just obvious. He's climbing to the top and he's doing that elbow drop. The thing and is, with that, man, that, with that spot, if they didn't do that spot, this Hell in a Cell was a fucking waste. Yeah. That, this match was based on that. And I saw people, like, said, oh, man, they didn't need to do that. No, they kind of needed to do that. If you didn't jump off something ridiculous, there was no point to have this fucking match. Yeah, and thankfully, and this sounds so ridiculous to say, thankfully, he only jumped off the top of the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> okay, see, this idea that you had that he was going to jump off those fucking TVs at the top oh, of the... Oh, that wasn't a serious idea. I, Holy shit, if he would have done that, that would have been no, goddamn insane. No, he would he would die. But, yeah. but, you know, he would die doing the thing he loves. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe in the end, it, some poetic justice was there. He would have died but... doing the thing that he liked, dying. <laughs> 
hey, Undertaker, can you kind of, like, do your job? Well, see, he is the dead man, so I guess it kind of works in the end. It's poetic. But now we had Shane jump off the top of that cell, which is going to be just, like, one of the top three cage moments that people will ever talk about, I'm sure. Undertaker moves out of the way, which we have the reaction from Chuck and uh, from him uh, during that part, I think, and during the finale of the night of him just going nuts. We didn't get the Dace reaction from Zack Ryder, but we got Chuck. I might put that up on the Smartout moment. But, man, this match, like I said, it had some downsides and stuff, but it ended up being something that I really enjoyed overall. And I'm actually going to give him a lot of credit for going with the Undertaker win here. Now I'm curious, not just to see where they go from here, but how they kind of revert back to the same idea without making it seem like it wasn't for nothing. Because I don't think this is the end of this. But it might not even show up tomorrow night on Raw. It might be something that's not for a month or so. But what do you guys think about that fall? What do you think about the quality of the match? And how do you think that this is going to have a different resolution or, you know, for that matter, do you think that this is just it and we just move on? Uh, Mike, I'm going to start off with you. Why not? Go for it. Man, this match, it left me, like, torn. And I'm still digesting it if I liked it or not, if that makes any sense. Like, there was definitely cool things to take away from it, but I don't know what I was expecting going into it, and that was the main thing. So I'm just left with this uneasy feeling of, eh, I'm not sure if it accomplished anything. There was no instant repercussions, and maybe that's what we'll have to tune into Raw for, but overall, it was a fun outing, but it felt like something was missing. As Hmm. far as where it goes from here, honestly, I ain't got a fucking clue. So I don't want to do it, says, my fear is that this was just something to make WrestleMania seem more dramatic, since many people were missing... And we're never going to hear about it again. Kalen, do you think that's the case? I could, I don't know. I don't think that's a very good argument. I think it's WrestleMania, so you build up big matches. And this was a huge match. The stipulation, the the implications, if Shane would have beat The Undertaker. Uh, like a lot of people, I was predicting Shane would win. I know WrestleMania is Undertaker's thing. He's only been beaten once by Lesnar. But with the way that they were building up, you know, this, the strange verbiage that they were using, that he's going to get control of Monday Night Raw, not the company, but Monday Night Raw, and that it would be Undertaker's last WrestleMania. Not he has to retire, but his last WrestleMania. So the wording on that made me think that he ha- that Shane actually might go over. Uh, as far as the match goes, it was, I don't know, it was paced really weird. There were parts of it that I really enjoyed a lot. And then other parts of it, it was like, all right, come on. Get, get on with it, you know. It was just very kind of start and stop, in my opinion. Uh, I really liked it. You guys were mentioning some big spot off the top of the cage, and I, I must have missed that when I was making chicken, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that part. That was that was great. And it was I liked how they kept teasing it, too, because you all knew, we all knew that they were probably going to go there. And as soon as that, the one part of the, the Hell in a Cell fell off onto the German announce table, I believe it was. As soon as that was open, I think we all kind of knew, oh, shit, Shane's going to go up on top. And, you know, even if you weren't thinking that before, that kind of confirmed it once they got out of, the, out of the cage there. And then he kept, you know, like looking up, and you're like, oh, what's he looking up at? Oh, he's going to go. And when it eventually happened, 
it was great. You know, like you said, it's going to be one of those highlight reel moments forever. You know, like we always see McFoley falling off the top of the, uh, the on the top of the cell. We always see Shane falling off the Titan Tron where he climbed up there. Uh, it's it's one of those Shane McMahon magic moments, and it's going to live on forever. And you know, hats off to him for doing it, especially at his age. And I think both the guys did about as well as they can. But my biggest complaint is that I think it went on a little bit too long. It went on over thirty minutes. And the pacing was weird. So I think they could have cut down on it a little bit and and sort of structured it a little better and maybe I would have enjoyed it more. But I liked it overall. How much would you be shitting yourself if you were Shane McMahon standing at the top of that cage where you know that the planned spot is that the Undertaker is going to move? Oh, my God. that I know. And I was thinking that, too, because I, I said, you know, I said, well, Undertaker's going to move. He's just going to take the bump through the table. And even then... Man, I would be scared out of my mind trying to take that bump. And I heard people saying, and I didn't notice this. Did you guys notice any airbags or any kind of gimmicked table? No. I mean, I didn't know. Of course it's going to be. No, that's what I figured. He's going to jump off onto the fucking floor where you want him to die? No, no, I, I I understand. I understand that they put in safety precautions like that. But no, I you I'm saying I anyone out there who complains, like, oh, right, good, yeah. I saw the string. Like, oh, no, Christ, I, like, I don't care. If anybody does complain, I'd like to see them do it without it. Yeah, exactly. Or to do it with any. Exactly. Else. I would like to see these people climb up a ladder without a person securing the other side. <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah. exactly. No, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to take anything away from them. It's just as immediately after that, I saw people complaining about it. I'm like, really, guys? That was a hell of a mm. spot. How can you take away from that? That was and fantastic. Also, also how many people people would really do that spot anyways that's just a crazy thing so many things to go wrong like along the lines of if there was airbags underneath it what if they they didn't work or go off that's something that could seriously kill someone even if if it was a thing so i gotta give props to shane and i know you said like we would be shitting ourselves i bet shane didn't really care i wouldn't be surprised if he if he would have done the rvd shrug and then just (laughs) jump off i would have loved it but just meh i'm gonna die yeah. Woo! <laughs> so it, it was crazy and I loved it. Yeah, I see Kenneth Kate said, Yeah, I like how Shane does that. He does the sign of the cross before, before he takes the big spots. Oh. Hey, just in case, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> Don't hurt. And, and also, people, if people complain about that, when are people going to start complaining that with the ladder spark spots where they break in half, you can totally see that it's wood? I think that's a bigger thing than the uh, that, if anything. Shit, for that matter, if people are going to complain about that, when are they going to start complaining and going, oh, man, I think that some of these people don't actually dislike each other. <laughs> what? No, the I, I, I'm not complaining about any of the gimmick props that they use, but what I'm saying is that I didn't notice it, and I thought it was yeah. weird that some people immediately jumped on that. And I I don't notice, and I didn't because care. Because some people are going to purposely look for as many faults as they purposely, purposely can. They don't realize this isn't some super expensive, high-budgeted, long-time mm-hmm. edited feature that's in the movies. This is more equivalent to theater, all right? You're going right. to see the strings. There's going to be corny costumes. Just, just fucking shut yeah, up. Go with the, the show. show a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Agree. Suspension of disbelief. But I am going to be a little pissed if I find out that Undertaker and Kane aren't actually brothers. Uh, what? <laughs> I would be too. Uh, Drew, I don't think I went to you yet, did I? Nope. Uh, Go for it then. Well, I don't know. I like the match at first, but then I... <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't talk to me, but I don't know anyway. <laughs> so, I don't... I didn't realize it was 30 minutes long until after Kalen said that, so... 
Fuck, it, it, did, it felt like it took a while, but I didn't realize 30 minutes. I was about as long as the Triple H Undertaker match, and man, that, that was an, a, a great match. This match was all right, I guess. It had the really cool spots, and they did a few cool things, but the pacing was awkward, and really the crowd was quiet for long parts of it as well. It wasn't until when it got outside the ring and whenever they did like the last ride or the choke slam onto the steel cage, I mean, the steel cage, the steel steps. So it, it was just weird in a way. Hmm. Uh, Wago, did you chime in on this? Wasn't track of who went and who didn't. Yep. Alrighty. I think we all did. Then, then, uh, right. Also, the Looking one thing. Again, right one more thing I wanted to mention else. about this was that. No, you just need to justify. Do you think that the the street fight was tamed down because they knew if that spot was going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they always have. If they have like two or three extreme rules matches that the first one is never really that amazing. And the second one team tends to be better, but they still shouldn't do that. If it's like two completely different types of matches, I think more than likely it's just, they didn't want to have anything in that Lesnar Ambrose match. Just like maybe Lesnar didn't want to really do any of those kind of things with the barbed wire bat. And maybe they didn't think of anything to use the chainsaw with. And, Maybe they thought that the chairs and the kendo stick was good enough. Maybe during this whole build, like, no include Brock Lesnar into the chainsaw being part of the story. You just sees him introducing it's like, uh, what kind of nope. match is this going to be? <laughs> yeah. They're just like, okay, let's go over what you guys are going to do. Remember, like, we've got a whole bunch of these chairs under the ring. we got kendo sticks. we got the chainsaw over there. And he just goes, wait, what? <laughs> uh, the chainsaw, Brock. And he's like, nope. Which, do you blame him in that instance? It's a fucking and chainsaw. Thing, if Brock Lesnar says, nope, what you gonna do about it? Ah, Brock, come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Well, Paul, have you, you win if you do the chainsaw spot? Well, I'm gonna win anyway. Ah, damn it, okay. Brock, can you, hey, yeah. Paul, can you talk some sense into him? Brock? Nah. <laughs> he, he Stop could, saying things that are stupid, Paul. He could totally have pulled a Shawn Michaels from back in like 1996, 1997. Like, yeah, I'm going to win this match in five seconds. Fuck street fight rules. Just I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> what is this uh, joke that we're calling out uh, Callum in the chat for saying? Is it something that we can't read? Callum? What do you say? I thought we were talking about Wigmeister. Wigmeister, yeah. Oh, he said that if something were to happen to Shane, at least uh, his family knows that the, uh, there's an Undertaker nearby. I like it. <laughs> it, it I made was that funny. joke earlier. Yeah, it, yeah, see, and then, I don't know, so I want to do is like, man, that was terrible. Like, that you're, you're a shitty human being. And now, If you want to talk about terrible things, Drew said it at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, Drew? <laughs> uh, let's go into what seemed like it was going to be sort of the buffer match, but we ended up having an extra little segment that we'll talk about afterward. But we had the third annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We had a couple Michael of surprise people this? in here. What was that? Michael Buffer introduced this? Yeah, he was like, the third annual Andre the Giant Memorial. <laughs> Following ah! up Shane McMahon and the Undertaker. <laughs> HPK, the Harper. Uh, you fucking know where all the talent in that family went. Somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> we had Tatanka in this fucking match. That was like, what? I, yeah, I mentioned one. that, and people were and then I saw comments after, I was like, Tatanka's in this match? I'm like, yeah, yeah you know what? They didn't, dude. they didn't bring a whole lot of attention to it, and I noticed before, like, right before they started, I'm like, 
that fucking Tatanka? Cole didn't even fucking know. A solid 30 seconds of discussion seemed to be, holy shit, Tatanka's fat. (laughs) (laughs) And then we started moving on to just singing his theme song for a little bit. But we had DDP popping up. That was a surprise. Baron fucking Corbin pops up. Yeah, I saw him walking down the ramp. I'm like, Baron Corbin's in this? What the fuck? Did they do anything special with him? Uh, they might have. Oh, yeah, might he won the fucking match. But the biggest shock of all, man, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq attack. Yes. And I was being serious when I said I would go to Walmart and buy a pair of Shaq shoes. Oh, those were ridiculous looking. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't care. I, w- I would have done it. It would have been like, hey, my Shaq's the man, dude. They were fucking humongous. Well, Shaq's feet are like the size of my entire torso. Yeah, I'd like to tell the tape on him just to fucking I, his shoe size. When I was a kid, I had a, a, a life-size cardboard cutout of Shaq holding a giant crunch bar. <laughs> what that the is fuck would you even want that? I, I That's so something that I can picture Drew having. I will totally send you guys a picture of it, but I don't know why. My my stepdad got it, so he's like, hey, Drew, you want this? And I'm like, fuck yeah. The weird thing was, it's I had a I had a bad dream once, and then Shaq was just staring at me, and I'm like, I can't fucking sleep in this room anymore. We got to get rid of this damn thing. <laughs> Shaq's shoe size is a 22? Yeah, I just Googled it, too. <laughs> and they brought up Ryback shoe size at the beginning when they were like comparing him and uh, Kalisto. He only wears a fucking size 14. I was like, damn. I think Ryback would have like the big feet. Yeah, I, I, I only have a size smaller than him. I have a 13. <laughs> well, you know what they say about big feet? Big socks. Big shoes. Big hands. Big, big guy. Big guy. <laughs> Corn fed meathead. But man, I got to admit, I'm not a basketball fan. I don't really care about a lot of different sports. I don't follow them in oh, like any capacity. But at the, that's where I'm leading. Is, <sighs> When Shaq comes out, and I'm like, holy fuck, Shaq is here. <laughs> like, This is awesome. Shaq, I wanted him Shaq. to win the match. I wanted him to win the match. Oh, me too. When he came out, I'm like, dude, Shaq's fucking winning. And then he's this going gonna to the Hall great. of Fame next year. Oh, he's totally going to the Hall of Fame next year. That's a guarantee. 100% guarantee. I mean, it's Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to put fucking Shaq yeah. in. <laughs> you just got to put him in. Look, look you just got to put him in. <laughs> Where's the crunch bar? Fucking, ah. uh, Wazali just posted a picture of a shack with a crunch bar. Is that the same one, Drew? Let me see. Ya. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing! He's so, like. <laughs> no, resi- oh, no, that's not it. No, the one. I- that means that there's two there's different stampedes. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? There's another one. No. The, the one I have was when he was in a Lakers uniform. But no, the crunch bar I was fucking bigger than the one I had. So there's two standees of Shaq with the crunch bar, and the only scene I remember from Kazam is the mountain of candy bars. See, I was fucking disturbed by the big Batman cutout that was looking over me while I was trying to sleep whilst hung over in England uh, my friend's house, but that might be scarier. <laughs> Yo, Shaq is around, man. man. Yo, like, Rod, no, 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 how no, no, he's no. transcended wrestling. Shaq is like that to basketball. He's just a cool guy everywhere. Everyone loves Shaq. Shaq's his awesome, podcast man. is pretty sweet. His podcast is fucking amazing. His voice is, like, hypnotic, though. Oh, it is. He has segments on his show where he'll, like, just go into, like, love letters. <laughs> I think he'll just start reading it in, like, a deep voice. About Crunch Bars. It's called Dear Shaq. And then he uh, also, um... 
he likes doing like a, an Italian mafioso voice. I I've, <laughs> have to uh, go listen to his podcast now when I'm out on delivers tomorrow. I have to. It sounds too perfect. But were you guys rooting for Shaq? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Why would we not? Yeah. Oh, good, because I'm. I was totally on board with him. Like, I wanted Mark Henry to win. I thought Braun uh, Strowman was no, going to win. I was, I was fucking rooting for Tatanka. But as soon as Shaq came out, I was just like, "Dude, Shaq." The, has the to biggest win bullshit this. was that he didn't eliminate. The biggest Joe. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That he didn't eliminate what? He didn't get to eliminate Big Show. He 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 got eliminated before him. I kind of wanted Show to throw him out because Shaq's already threw him out of the ring once. Yeah, well, you do it a fuck again, Jesus. Fuck you. No. You just gotta do it again. <laughs> you just gotta. Uh, I was a little bit shocked during this match where Mark Henry just kind of was out of it for the longest time and then came in just to get thrown out again. What was the story with that? Did anybody catch it? Yeah, I don't know. I figured the reason he was hanging on the outside is because he was going to be in, like, the final two or something. But because I even said at one point, I'm like, where's Mark Henry? He wasn't eliminated yet. And it was one of those things, you know, where they have somebody who they want to have in till the end, just sort of rest on the outside, so save up their stamina. But then he came in and was immediately out. So what the hell? I don't know. I bet you he was supposed to win, and he got hurt, so they called an audible. Really? Nah, I don't think that's. I don't. The case. I don't think so. Could happen. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised though if he was hurt going into this because there were some rumors that he might not participate, and maybe they kind of. Took him out of the match a little bit, but they still wanted to have him be towards the end. And it was like, I mean, I, I'm going to have to go back and check it out. I thought I overheard them say Mark Henry's been knocked out. And I assumed that that was he had been eliminated because I hadn't seen him. But maybe Big Show gave him a punch and maybe he rolled to the outside. Because that would make sense for him to kind of like he's on the outside, knocked out, takes him a little bit to get his wits again. And then he comes back in then. It's you know, unceremoniously thrown out. The uh, social ben outcast brings up a good point too. Uh, Darren Young was in quite late as well. Yeah, that's surprising. That? Yeah, I was actually worried that we we're gonna pull a fast one after the Zack Ryder win and have him win. Uh, oh, that would have been the only thing that would have upset me more. Mm-hmm. No, Darren Young couldn't have won this match. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal really isn't worth all that much, but at the same time, See, if Darren Young would have beaten everybody... The reason everybody... I thought he might is because he's the first openly gay wrestler, or at least that's what I'd like to tout. Um, and you know what? That's not enough reason to give somebody that spot. It's I like... know, but it's like, I'm pretty sure they only put Jacqueline in because she's a black woman. It's just like, they've got their agenda when they do everything. I figured it's because it was really... Texas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I so. thought it was Texas, huh? plus she was a champion, and... I mean, there's how much of the other women have done a whole lot of things. Like they're winded yeah. down with them a lot of them. Not a whole thing. Can that's a fucking different discussion. <laughs> so really, I'm I'm looking up to see if there's like any other cardboard cutouts of the Shack thing because I'm I'd have to find it on like in a, a photo album upstairs somewhere because I don't have it anymore. However, I did find a nine point two five pound Shack size crunch bar for sale on YouTube or eBay actually. So for sale on YouTube. Ooh. So I'm actually really excited for this now. I'm going to bid on it. Go ahead and buy it. Uh, but yeah, Baron Corbin ends up coming out with the win. Got an NXT guy who not only makes a surprise appearance on the card, but he ends up beating everybody for it. And I'm, the first thing I'm thinking of when this happens was, holy shit, Sean is just like pissing himself now. 
So I'd just like to bring back the conversation we had during the NXT review where we every one of us said he was too green and shouldn't come up to the main roster yet. Yeah. He still mm-hmm. is. I mean, he still has room to grow. So for everyone time... getting excited about this, just remember that none of us had any confidence just days ago in him. Now, do you guys also, think this automatically means he's going to be on the main roster starting tomorrow? Yep. There is a good possibility. Is it guaranteed? But also remember, take into account, we, we said that he isn't main roster worthy yet. But we all also said, this dude's making great improvement. Yeah, definitely. And eventually he's going to be somebody who's worth like quite a bit. Listen, it, it's okay to rush people sometimes because sometimes it works out. I still think it's risky to bring Baron Corbin up now. But that's their call. Yeah, it could yep. pay off in the end. Mm-hmm. I still think Bailey and Enzo and Cass and Carmella are better off. But then again, I, I could list maybe like a dozen people who I think are better prepared to come up to the main roster before Baron Corbin. Not the least of which is fucking Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, what do you guys think about Baron Corbin winning here and just the idea that like. An NXT guy ended up taking it this time. I like it. I like Baron Corbin. You know, like you guys say, he is still green, but he's a badass and he's a good talent and he's just going to continue to get better as far as him being on the main roster right now. See, that's why I was asking about that. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. You know, it, it can work sometimes, but I'm not really sure. But if it's also weird if he were to go back down to NXT after winning this big honor. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do with him at this point. But as soon as I saw that he was in the match, I definitely was behind him. And I wanted to see him at least in the final two. Anybody have like a real like bone to pick with him winning? Like, you know, you shouldn't have an NXT guy winning or anything like that. No, I think this is the type of match where sometimes you've got to give it to the veterans, but it's okay to throw um, a guy that you want to build some momentum on and just confused at the decision to go with Baron Corbin. I don't even necessarily hate it. I'm just wary of it. And... We'll just have to see in the future, because we were talking, yeah. a cool thing about this trophy is how you see all the names in it. What are we going to think 10 years from now? We look back and we see Baron Corbin's name on this trophy. That's what's going to matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're still even doing it then. I'm actually surprised that they're still doing it now. <laughs> I actually thought that uh, Dave Bowling would have done it the first time and that would have been it, but looks like we're going to keep it. You know what? I'm not as sour on the match as I used to be. I think when you keep it to 20 people, it's better than 30. I think it's great they do this, and I like how they play it. They have the pictures of Andre the Memorial... Andre, Andre the Giant. <laughs> Andre the Memorial Giant <laughs> Battle Royal. <laughs> Andre the Giant hung up um, all around the arena. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, if there's anybody that they're going to glorify, I think it's cool that it's Andre. And you know the best thing about Andre? as opposed to like all those other legends is that he never had a chance to tarnish his legacy. He died while he was still like a fucking bigger than life. God. And he offered people peanuts. <laughs> did did you guys put any stock into the rumor going around about Cesaro returning for this match? I thought he would. I didn't think he would win, but I thought he would show up. Cause they were saying that he was seen in Dallas and, you know, obviously fully healed now. Or, you know, he could be just doing there, being there, doing his job with the Obviously company. fully healed, because you're his fucking doctor, right? Well, I did check out his x-rays recently, so. You were doing that instead of watching this match, right? That's right. Was was that one of the questions on Sporacle, that if he was fully healed or not? 
Yes, Drew. That's exactly what it is. Oh, cool. It's Boracle. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had an extra little inserted segment here, and we were all kind of curious. We we're like, man, we haven't seen The Rock yet. Or a couple other people. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of got shoehorned into the same spot. But The Rock comes out, and <laughs> he's got a blowtorch, and we're like... Can we just mention the kinda... awful fucking cheerleaders before uh... this stuff? Oh, the cheerleaders, they're hot, but I mean, it's like kind of a waste. Ugh. Unnecessary. It's the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. If you didn't expect them, it's just kind of, you kind of have to mention it because they're kind of in, like put into his entrance. Well, I was more confused about the blowtorch than I was the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Because I figured they were like, well, let's, you know, we're in Dallas. We really like these cheerleaders. How about we, you work that into the show, guys? And it's like, all right, fine. Just you know, throw them Well, the Dallas Cowboys I mean, cheerleaders are, quote, unquote, the most popular cheerleaders in the world. So that's why they did it. And I have, yeah. to, and I have no problem with it because it It was short, sense. too. Yeah, somebody it was like 30 our, seconds. Somebody in our chat said, um, that on paper, this might look good. And in theory, all right, we're going to take The Rock. Really popular guy. We're going to give him a flamethrower and hot women, and he's going to set a sign on Bro, him. let me tell you about this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if someone pitched it strong enough, I'd be like, you know what? This sounds pretty cool. It was not. It was really, like, awkward. Like, you know, there was a lot of things that we didn't see come in for this WrestleMania. We None of us really thought Zack Ryder would win. None of us really were even thinking that Baron Corbin was a possibility or Shaq. But if you would have listed out a lot of these different things, one of them that I never would have been like, oh, of course, would have been, and The Rock's going to come out with a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and do what? Nah, he's just going to set a sign on fire. Yeah. And why? Meh. Kind of cool, right? Let's well, see. I thought that was unpredictable. What followed it up was even more unpredictable. Oh, yeah. I mean... He announces the attendance record, 101 point whatever. Uh, well, that was something. <laughs> you know, that was kind of like, oh, cool. They broke the record. Awesome. And then he goes, oh, that's not oh, it. Oh, it's oh. about to get great. But before we go past that, what do you guys think? Legit or fake? No, fake. I totally inflated. Totally. I, fake. I don't think they've ever had a real statistic, so I'm going to go with fake. <laughs> you don't think they've ever had a real statistic? As far as WrestleMania attendance, no. Hmm. What do you guys think the real number is? 101,634. Mm, I'm, I'm going to say maybe low 90s. Yeah, I'm going to go with low 90s. I was going to go like 92. Yeah, around there. 92. Just add an extra eh, 10. You know? I, didn't, I didn't notice until they showed like the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> They have so many levels to that place. You could barely see the upper level to it. It was fucking crazy how big that stadium is. Uh, I see. saw what it says, but is the real statistic still larger than the real statistic of WrestleMania 3? Well, see, that's a good question. Well, I think the real statistic for WrestleMania 3 was like 79,000. It's got to be beaten. Oh, that, well, I mean, that was beaten at uh, 29. That That was a legit crowd of 85. 85,000 disappointed fans. No, I'm uh, pretty the, sure it was 84. But I think the biggest crowd would still be Wembley, which I think that was a legit over 100,000. 77. I can't remember what the, the crowd for that was. But uh, he says, you know, that's not the end. It's going to be like really great. Something awesome is going to happen or whatever he said. 
Wyatt family comes out and we're like, okay, you know, they had to show up in some capacity. No Luke Harper because Harper's just too injured. But they start talking about, or not they, it's mostly just Bray Wyatt. They start talking about how The Rock's like a symbol that he's going to take down. And, you know, typical Bray Wyatt bullshit. You've heard it once, you've heard it a thousand times. It's all nonsense. The Rock comes back with a couple little retorts about Eric Rowan looks like his parents uh, were uh, siblings. And Braun Strowman must have been breastfed when he was 26 years old. You know, typical rock stuff or whatever. But then, real surprise happens. He goes, let's have a match. And he's wearing his trunks and everything, and it's just like, oh, damn. It's like, yo, Payton, here's some points. Fuck (laughs) Wega. Right? (laughs) And he has a six-second match with Eric Rowan, which, is that the quickest match in WrestleMania history now? Yeah, because that special delivery Jones match, I think, was nine seconds. And I think that Kane Chavo match was... Eight seconds. So I, yeah, I think this is the this is the shortest. Was it really Mysterio six seconds, and the, or did they just say it was six seconds because that's what they planned? It, it, it definitely felt, it felt like, six like seconds. It felt less than six seconds. To be yeah, honest, it felt like too. four seconds to me. <laughs> so I mean, that's another record being broken right there. If that's the case, and then the Wyatt family starts circling the ring, and we get you know they're gonna beat him down, but who comes to make the save? John Cena. Yeah. Oh, thought... And the crowd goes, "Whoa, you fucking asshole!" <laughs> I love that. That's a typical Cena reaction. Though. I was like, when he returns, "Yeah, it's Cena." Ah, oh, fuck, it's Cena. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy that we hate because he's a fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah, now we can hate you too. And I loved how he was doing the like the maestro kind of thing of the John Cena sucks. <laughs> but he makes the save. He's back, it seems, and you know they kind of uh, celebrate a little bit at the end there. Big fan of the segment, I gotta say. You know, it's fun to see The Rock come out. It's fun to see John Cena make his return. It's good that the Wyatt family got to be involved. We got a record-breaking thing. Uh, future legend Eric Rowan. A little bit of a setback, but he'll get there. What do you guys think about this whole thing? Good use of these guys, or should they have done something else? Eh, I mean, they could have had him in that Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but I have no fucking complaints. I thought this was amazing. And this is probably the greatest thing the Rock has done since he's come back. I don't he, even know how to, I could complain about this. I don't know what fucking happened. I'm hey, still scratching my head. Eric, listen, Eric Rowan's future is starting. Not many people could say they had a match with The Rock at WrestleMania. And he is <laughs> a record-breaking match with The Rock. Oh, fuck. Exactly. I just realized Eric Rowan had a match with The Rock at WrestleMania. What the fuck? <laughs> In 2016. <laughs> We're going to put this on a DVD one day of the Rock's best WrestleMania matches. It's going to have him in Austin, him in Cena, him in Eric Rowan. It is his most decisive win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly, I was I was making jokes about the, uh, oh, man, that insurance, huh? And then it lasted six seconds. I'm like, ah, damn it. I was hoping it would be more than just punches and a rock bottom. You know what the thing that sucks is they didn't even trust Braun Strowman to go in there and take a rock bottom and get pinned in a quick amount of time properly. Well, I think they would rather keep Braun Strowman somewhat protected instead of... I mean, you could throw Eric Rowan to the wolves. No, again, man, it's this special thing of having that moment with The Rock. You know, it's just like Xavier Woods got to take the stunner. Who is going to take that rock bottom and pin from The Rock? I don't, think they re- I don't think they really care that much. Braun Strowman's the type of guy, he's probably like, oh, wait, you're The Rock? Oh, I didn't know you were a wrestler. I no, I bet Braun Strowman's a total fanboy. I didn't even have the time to digest that Peyton just fucked me in the league. Because it was over that fast. Mm. 
It was just... That's what WrestleMania needs to be. Just fun. Yeah, you know what? That's what it boils down to. This was just a fun segment. Like, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be bitching and complaining. Because they always do. And they're going to just be like, oh, why didn't they add a couple more matches to this match? Or Fuck you. Come on. You had fun, Well, didn't it, you? it's hard to add a couple matches to a match. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a possibility. You never know. I, I will Triple say, H did it a lot with Kurt Saxel that one episode. The, the past few years were in, uh, other than this year because he had the match, but, you know, at 30 and 31 where he has these, like, segment-type things, the Rock has been knocking it out of the park last year with Rousey and Triple H and Stephanie the year before with Stone Cold and the Hulk. But, the, yeah, the Hulk. But, you know, this was really good. I can't really complain. Funny thing is, I saw so many people on social media shitting all over the Rock when he was coming out. And then by the end of it, they're eating out the fucking palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> I will say, The Rock's walking down to the ring seemed like it took longer than, you know, some of the matches on the night. Well, you know what the most ridiculous thing about it was, is that he's coming out there and he's taking his sweet-ass fucking time. And we're all looking at the clock. It's like, um, yeah. there's like 20 minutes <laughs> there's like three left three minutes the left. show. <laughs> all right. And, and now had they have used that remaining time for the Re- Roman Reigns and Triple H match, wouldn't it have worked out better? No, but know. they also could have given it to, if, if they had known this was going to be a five hour show, then they could have given that to the Brock Dean match or something else. I, I bet they told Rock, like, hey, man, you should really not take that much time. He's probably like, nah, Vince, I got this. I know exactly what I'm going to do. No, I got those goosebumps. I got to point to the goosebumps for a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Also, I got this sweet-ass (laughs) flamethrower. And and again... It wasn't even planned. What are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah, and it's exactly like Brock Lesnar, where it's like, hey, what are you going to do about it, Vince? What are you going to do about it? Hold on, I'm 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 going to go I'm going to be really pissed and take my my frustration on Dean Ambrose. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go give a shout-out to this guy cosplaying as Chris Benoit in the front row. Hold on. (laughs) Was somebody doing that? No, it's just making no. a hypothetical case. Oh, okay. Rock would do it. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Fire me? Let me do it. I was gonna say, holy shit! If somebody did that again at WrestleMania, I forgot he did the thing with Hulk Hogan a while back. Was anybody kind of hoping that Hulk Hogan would have come out at some point tonight? Either like at this segment or with the whole uh, Foley Michaels Austin thing? I was so disappointed there was no Hulk Hogan tonight, especially because we never did this on air. I don't think, but because there was such an air of mystery of who was inducting uh, Snoop Dogg. Part of me was really, really hoping it was going to be the surprise return of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and it, it didn't happen. It being John Cena, which is weird. But okay, that didn't happen. But okay, have him come out at WrestleMania. No, if, we didn't, we didn't I see I don't him think either. WWE is going to touch him until that Gorka case is 100% done because yeah, maybe. that still hasn't seen, like, that. Uh, that's still going to yeah. got a few more chapters to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that Hogan didn't pop up, but I was still kind of hoping that he would a little bit. I wasn't expecting him at all. Uh, but. Fun segment with the whole The Rock stuff and whatever. One thing and that I, I was thinking before, the, the the buildup of this, as far as WrestleMania goes, one reason I was thinking, like, I wasn't feeling like it's WrestleMania and I had that, you know, that Christmas Eve kind of feeling is because Cena wasn't involved. Because without him being there, it did, it did take away from it a little bit, in my opinion. But seeing Cena there, especially standing next Whoa, to Whoa, you saw Rock, Cena? I, I saw Cena. Him. Yes, I saw Cena. Yeah, that joke. And I, I think that definitely knocked the show up a couple of notches because he is the WWE. He's still the face of the WWE. And without him there at all in any capacity, I think the show would have been lacking. But 
seeing him there was great. With, it's still weird that we didn't see Vince. With them transitioning Roman to that role and Cena still having the mixed reaction that he does, if they main event Cena versus Roman, what do you think the reaction is? Oh. Just constant boost for both men no. and just them hijacking the main event? Or do you think it's they'll actually pop for Cena and boo Roman? Here's the, I think the people would cheer for the other person that's not the person they hate more. Mm-hmm. That's how it would work. If they're a bigger Roman hater, they're going like, to cheer Cena. If the Cena, I'm saying Cena. like Omega now. <laughs> if they're a bigger Cena, bigger Cena fan, then they'll cheer Roman. The lesser of two evils. Exactly. Yep. And you know what? I think that people would cheer Cena more. The lesser of two evil baby faces. Hmm. At this point, I think Cena has earned that veteran respect, especially with that most recent U.S. title run. I think people would definitely take his side. You know, we were saying that like it that when they popped for Cena coming out and then started singing. John Cena sucks. It seems like they're almost just doing that just because it's yeah, fun. The, oh, yeah, it's I'll like think... when they sang Angle's. Uh, yeah, exactly. Become the Kurt Angle thing. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is with Cena now, it's not that people actually hate him. They just boo him because, hey, it's Cena. It's fun to boo. Let's boo him just for the fun of it. And then Cena just jazz back at him. And then at some point, they all laugh off. With Reigns, people generally hate him. And they yeah, want Yeah, but that's the same die. hate that Cena had in 2006. Yeah, but he doesn't have it anymore. I'm not really concerned about it. And so Reigns you're got... saying we need just to ram people down our throats until we like them? <laughs> uh, well, it worked with Cena. And... <laughs> it's going to yeah. take six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, better late than never. Well, it worked in the past. You know, he gets a 50-50 uh, reaction now. Maybe Reigns might get a 20-80 in the next year. Uh, you know what, though? Roman might be more hated. I mean, don't think Cena ever got a briefcase to the head. Hmm. Well, that takes us into our main event, which was Triple H dropping the title to Roman Reigns. We all saw it coming, uh-huh. and we all saw the booze coming, and, you know, that's just a shame. Like, I think if you take away a bias against Roman Reigns, this match was good. Yeah. That wasn't fantastic. It's not the best ever. It's not going to be something that we're going to be like, oh, man, I'm thinking back to the best matches of all time for WrestleMania, and that's, you know, number two. But, shit, this had everything that you would want in a main event, we had the bad guy playing up the bad guy role perfectly. We had his really hot wife in that fucking leather outfit. Can, can I say something really Stephanie. quick as well? I'm jealous of Roman Reigns because he got to spear her and lay on top of her for a second. That sounds so <laughs> fucking creepy. So that's what you're going to be jealous of and not the man who like gets to go home and plow her plow every her. night? <laughs> Oh, man, look at that hot chick. I really would like to lay on her for four seconds. Yeah, I really want to momentarily lay down on that woman. <laughs> but how great was Triple H's entrance, though? Starting Very cool, freaky and entrance. And those weird guys on the side. I love how we were all just joking about, there's going to be a shit ton of skulls in this, and there were a shit ton of skulls in this. <laughs> they literally had a gang of dudes with skulls on there. <laughs> the video before, it was so weird, though. I, th- I thought it was a commercial for something. I mm-hmm. thought that we were about to watch a Saw movie. What if they would have just interrupted for that? There's a commercial for Saw 12 or whatever they're up to now. And, and then he could say, let's play a game, and it makes sense because it's the game Triple H. It's all about the game that we're playing. Saw 12. This one's shit, too. <laughs> we ran out of ideas five Saws ago. <laughs> we're totally not going to have a surprise inning and something you totally did not see coming because Roman Reigns will win. Yeah, fuck those movies. But 
Roman Reigns, yeah, he does come out with the victory. He's the new champion now. People are going to have to swallow this. We're talking about things that they're going to have to swallow and just accept. And I'm just annoyed that this is a situation where the main event of WrestleMania ends in a way that people are just like, oh, fuck this, Roman Reigns shouldn't have won. Dude, come on. Like, he might not be your favorite. You might have wanted some other people to win, but God damn it, what else do you expect in this kind of match? The dude looked like he fucked up his shoulder or something really bad. And he that means either he did a really good job selling, or he actually did and just, you know, went through the whole match perfectly fine like that. But I liked it pretty much start to finish. I think that this is something that a lot of people are going to shed on for no reason other than that they didn't like the outcome, and that's a shame. I think there's a very good criticism here, and it's that a match could be terrible if you have a bad crowd reaction. It's almost impossible to get in some, like what would really be a really good match and sometimes be a terrible match with the wrong audience. It really hurt it for me. Yeah. You've got a heel. That's like, there was no energy because there was no baby face comeback. There was, but it was getting a heel reception. So you've got a constant moderate, yay, Triple H is beating up Roman and boom! You want to know what really hurt this match is the fact that at some point we all thought it was a no DQ match and it wasn't a no DQ match. I never thought this. Who was thinking this? They would never announce that. The program had it printed on it. It did. But you know what? There was a a point in the match where the referee just wasn't counting Triple H out. Oh, then he was like, oh, come on. Yeah, and then and Stephanie got on him about it. Stephanie said, start counting. But, yeah, the energy in this match was all messed up by the crowd. And, unfortunately, I think if you had a bad time in that main event in that, and you were in that audience, you really got yourself to blame. You know what? The fans made this worse. Like, if they would have been super into this, this could have been, you know, a whole lot better. And fuck you guys. <laughs> I will say that people were on Twitter were saying that people are leaving, which, hey, that's fine. I didn't waste $100 on a ticket to just leave in the main event. So I, I, I always laugh at people who do shit like that. You pay money for I never understand yeah, that. I understand maybe if you go to a sporting event and your team is getting their asses handed to them and you don't want to watch it for a second half. But this is a wrestling show where everything was great. At least give it a chance. And I feel bad for Roman because no one ever really gave him a chance after they decided they were going to push him. They're just like, oh, man, that's not Dean or Seth Rollins. So what's The whole just Roman Reigns story is just fucked up altogether. I feel really bad for the guy. Peyton put in a couple things in the chat of the, uh, the actual promotional material that's on the building. And I don't, I don't know. Of no disqualification match. And I don't know if anyone else really noticed it because I didn't see anyone else post stuff like that on Facebook or on Twitter. But... Man, it really fucked my standards for this match. Because, and really, they my standards for a lot of these matches changed. Because when we were talking about it in Smack Talk, I thought completely different stuff than what ended up happening. Because like, like with Wade Barrett not fighting in the match, and then with this match, it was no DQ, and now it's not. Just nothing made fucking sense with this pay per view. I've told my friends a hundred times, this is the re- weirdest WrestleMania I have ever watched. Just because nothing was predictable. And maybe that's a good thing, or maybe that's a bad thing. I'm not quite sure yet. Well, you know what? That kind of makes it seem like a good way to to end this off a little bit. We were going into this with mixed reactions, mostly like, hmm, I don't know, could suck. You know, I flat out will fully admit I went into this thinking that it was going to be just a a crappy pay-per-view and whatever. And, you know, uh, Dace, earlier this morning, 
posted a thing up on Facebook, and he was like, even though I'm not really that excited for it, it's still WrestleMania, and I'm still getting excited. And when I woke up, I was just kind of thinking to myself, I have no reason to be excited because I don't love this card, but I'm still getting kind of pumped. And, you know, we're leaving watching this pay-per-view, and we're joking around, shit, we should just say that WrestleMania is going to suck every year because it's the third year in a row that it ended up being overall pretty damn good. I think people, I just... I think internet fans at this point, we just want to be negative just because a lot of people nowadays just see everything negative. Who the fuck has been telling everybody this all along? I told everybody you were going to love this damn show. I still maintain that there are parts of this that I've been saying for a while still were flawed. Like, I say the Usos match just doesn't match up to it. The AJ Styles and the uh, League of Nations matches, we saw them, and they kind of screwed the pooch when it came to that. We've all said, though, when it comes to the last match of the night, it sets the tone for what you leave on. And what would have made a great WrestleMania ended up just being a good WrestleMania. And that's not a bad thing, but it had the potential to be so much more. I will say... They booked the, the the main event was booked completely wrong. They knew they knew this crowd was not going to be receptive of Roman Reigns in a positive manner. They should have done other things to at least give him a shot at being cheered. The only times he really got cheered was the pinfall at the end, and then the one time he speared Stephanie. Other when than he speared that, Stephanie, that should have been a double turn right there. No, That's what I, was I don't think that they had any option to to do anything for this match. I think that the build was the only way that they could have gotten around it, and they that's where they fucked up. See that? Once you got to, like, last week, it, w- it was what it was. That's one it's... of my complaints is I, I like Roman Reigns a lot. I'm a fan. I, I like seeing him as champion. But I was hoping for more in this match storytelling-wise, you know, whether it be a double turn or, you know, some kind of interference or – just just something else. I I don't know. I just I enjoyed the match. They put on a good show. But like like you guys were saying, it just it was good. It wasn't great way to end the night. And I, I think it, it sort of set the mood for, you know, the rest of it in perspective, you know, how you walk away with that with you know a certain kind of attitude. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the card up and down, but I didn't think it was great. It was very good. But this match definitely could have changed my opinion had it I don't know. I don't know what I wanted exactly for for a storyline, but it just seemed kind of flat. It was pretty predictable, which isn't always bad. But I don't know. Just Taylor, it felt like miss yes, Drew. You wanna know something about that predictable thing? I kind what? of knew I kinda of knew Roman Reigns was gonna win the title. Yeah. At last year's WrestleMania when he mm-hmm. didn't win the title. And Seth Rollins cash in. We knew a year ago that this was going to happen. Whether it was against Triple H or not, that's a, that's for us to determine. But we knew that he was going to be in the main event this year and win the title. Because they kind of fucked him over last year with that. And they did a better job in that match trying to get him over with him just like laughing at everything Brock Lesnar done. And just him being, hey, I'm going to be crazy. If I'm going to lose this match, I'm at least going to, you know, give him my all and, you know, be fucking crazy at it. So... They really just fucked up the booking of this match. Well, we talked before about we think a couple different titles are going to change hands. Does anybody think that the world title is going to change hands tomorrow night? I think no. every title is no. going to. I think Roman is going to be the champion for a very, very long time, and we're going to have main events where the babyface is booed for a very, very long time. And to be quite honest, it makes me very worried because... 
I don't want to see the energy sapped out of every main event for going forward. And it's a shame because you can go in the ring. If there is a god in the skies above, Shinsuke Nakamura will debut on the <laughs> Raw after Mania and get put in a title match against Roman Reigns and take this title from him. In the same... Please. Now, if we're going with the idea that there's no title change, there's going to be something big tomorrow night, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to the Raw post show, we're not going to be able to give our predictions, so we should give them now. What's that big thing going to be? Is it going to be a big return? Is it going to be a big debut? Is it going to be... A tick shame and man of life support. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's going to be a... It's going to be a big show tomorrow, Tony. I do think we have to find out what's in that lockbox. Ooh. Lockbox. Or, and I'll just throw this out there, I don't think it's happening, but does Roman Reigns turn heel tomorrow night? He needs to by the end of the year. He needs to by SummerSlam, in my opinion. They, they've got to do something. There's a st- John Cena's back. There's a story there with him and Dean that still needs to be told. Um, and I'm glad that they haven't pulled the trigger on that as soon as some people would like, because um, I'd love that to be put at the back of people's minds so they don't see it coming. Hmm. Any, like, crazy-ass predictions that people have for tomorrow? Um, Cur- I think, Curry I think Man. Curry Man debuts. Uh, Nakamura goes to the main roster, and him and AJ Styles both pin Roman Reigns, and they become co WWE World Heavyweight Champions. We're pretty fucking sweet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last thing we need to do here is just give our uh, favorite and least favorite part of the whole thing. Kate, I'm going to start off with you. What's your high point and your low point? My high point is probably the Stone Cold McFoley HBK segment. That was pretty great. The low point was probably uh, me cooking chicken and missing the Callisto Ryback. No, my low point would be the Usos and the Dudleys. It just was kind of flat. I thought you were going to say you cooking chicken and, miss- and missing the entire paper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you keep on fucking up your chicken, man. You need to get better. It's, it's almost done. It's almost done. It only needs another 20 minutes. <laughs> Drew, your high point, low point? High point of the night definitely is going to be when the New Day cereal box. That was incredible. <laughs> I loved it. Hey, dude, that was fucking amazing. It I'm was gonna... amazing. If only it was a big crunch bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, even better. If Shaq going came out with a giant crunch, uh, crunch bar. So yeah, that's going to be my high point. Low point of the night, uh, definitely is going to be with Chris Jericho beating AJ Styles. Definitely was. am not a fan of that. So I'm going to go with that as my low point. The best thing you've ever said, Drew. <laughs> Right, you're welcome. Wait, go. I'm assuming, but I might be wrong here. I'm assuming your low points, Zack Ryder winning. Very much so, and it's going to be even lower when he loses it on Raw. Fuck off. <laughs> this is fucking so dumb. It's like fucking right. Wait, you're more upset about Zack Ryder winning than AJ Styles losing? Yeah. Because, like, huh? I'm an AJ Styles mark, and I'll gladly admit that, that I probably like him more than he probably deserves, but. That was a. He's not as good as AJ Styles. Zack Ryder's booking was terrible. Like he should not be a champion. The guy is crap. (laughs) 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 He's garbage. There's not much much else to say. That's pretty much the accurate. (laughs) He really is. He even looks like he just got crap smeared all over his face. That (laughs) dumb beard he has. Isn't it amazing that a Wade Barrett beard's all he needed? Um. Oh, that I suppose I should have a high point, and I have to give it to the women's championship match. Uh, good job, girls. Best match of the night. Payton, high point, low point? High point I'm definitely giving to the Divas. They kicked ass tonight. Uh, sorry, the women. 
it's not yeah I mean, it's gonna yeah, be I weird saying that i said it myself out just too you're not alone it's gonna take some time you know you have, you have to get the f out you have to give it some time uh low point i was gonna give it to the aj styles loss but now that you remind me i think i've just kind of been suppressing how awful it is but yeah zach Ryder winning that intercontinental title what the fuck what the fuck you know what? I really want uh, Justin Roberts to come back to establish how we should say the women's championship now. A women's championship. <laughs> this is a women's <laughs> match. It's like a, uh, you gotta figure it out. Come on, Justin Roberts. Oh, women's match. Uh, as far as my high point and my low point go, it's tough to pick a, a low point. I'm not going with the Zack Ryder thing. I'm not as down on him as you guys are, but. Man, it's kind of a triple threat tie. Uh, the Usos and the Dudley Boys, to me, that was really just like, it took the wind out of my sail. And to an extent, the Callista Ryback won too, but I kind of saw it coming, so it didn't sting as much. But that AJ Styles-Jericho match, that was really just like, ugh, come on. Yeah. And the New Day League of Nations match, if they wouldn't have bookended that with an interesting entrance and an interesting exit, that would have been even worse and that would have probably taken the cake Tony can I, can I mention one thing I was really surprised about go for it and this is actually the thing I was most surprised about the whole night and that's that Lillian Garcia didn't was it the announcer for the Kalisto Ryback match oh yeah like that's the one thing <laughs> I thought God. about all night I, I, I totally thought that that was going to happen and that did not happen and it was Eden so uh, that, yep that was that's that's really good when that like, listener botched something in Spanish I still don't know who the hell Fifth Harmony is Oh, yeah. What did you guys think about that? I didn't pay attention to a, a single note that they sang. Good. I think, yeah, that's, that's I've, wa- I think I've watched and talked about too much wrestling, and I hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my highlight, though, I-, I want so bad to give it to the women's title match. And I want so bad to give it to Shane McMahon jumping off the cage, but the thing that made me mark out the most, and this is weird as fuck to say, <laughs> Because it, it, at one point in the night, the thing that I marked out the most for was that Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. and Mick Foley and uh, Austin thing. And it, it's so close. It's like almost a tie. But I got to admit, I marked out quite a bit for fucking Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just took me by so such a surprise that I was just like, Shaq, this is fucking great. Also, is it amazing that The Rock perfectly used his breakaway pants? Like, it was a perfect yeah that was a good job there he didn't like uh get all caught up or anything wow we were over 2,000 hearts you're welcome i really tried 2069 hearts i think we had something like 1300 comments on the thread yeah a lot of interaction you guys tonight you guys kick ass tons of new listeners kept popping up here and there i know last lund home popped up at one point we had uh declan was in there i Uh, lucha underground's in there right now i can't wait we might have chased away the zach Ryder fan base all two of them I, I can't wait for eight days from now when no one shows up for the second Raw after Mania. <laughs> well, uh, those are our opinions about the WrestleMania 32 pay-per-view. Let's just go around one more time and talk about some plugs. Go in basically the same order, I guess. Kalen, anything you want to promote? Sure. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kalen Ferris. And if you want to test your knowledge about WWE or anything, Check out Sporkle.com, S-P-O-R-C-L-E, and play some trivia games. And that's Sporkle, not Sporkle. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Drew, 
Oh, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Joseph White, and you can go to the YouTube machine where I am Mick Frickin' Duncan. Subscribe there. Go to the Mega Maniacs on Facebook. We set records there today. A lot better than some phony attendance record for WrestleMania. So go there and join the fun. We should have inflated it by a little bit more. 5,000 hearts on this channel. And the thing, yeah, there's only like 30 people who saw that too. Damn, we were really active with that tonight. And and I knew we were really busy in there because it stopped giving me notifications. So whenever I left and came back, I had to like constantly load more comments to get all the way caught back up. Hmm. Lego. All right, you can follow me on the Twitter at Stephen Wago. That's Stephen with a PH, not a V, because that's a fucking stupid way of spelling it. That's Wago, W A G O. And yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Peyton. You enjoyed us listening, or if you enjoyed listening to us talk wrestling, you could do it every single Monday following Raw. We also do it after pay per views and many other wrestling events right here on megapowersradio.com. And you can watch me playing video games almost every night of the week on Twitch at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton. And from my side of things, everybody just keep checking smartoutmoment.com for all the different wrestling stuff coming your way. We got Smack Talk coming up later on this week. I don't have a clue what our main event is going to be, but if you have any suggestions, leave those all over social media at Smack, not at Smack Talk, at Smart Out Moment. Follow us on there, like our stuff, give us a thumbs up on this YouTube video if you're listening there. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a positive review that helps out quite a bit. Subscribe if you haven't already as well and just uh follow me at a mango tree and at tony mango on the same types of platforms thank you all for hanging out in the chat tons of people doing that love having you guys talk about this pay-per-view while we were doing this thank you all listening to whatever platform you're listening to this has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out Ah!